What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Dave, and Super Dave. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Morning, everybody. Good morning, JFW family. And just in case you forgot, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just our opinion. It's our expressed opinion. That means we could be right, we could be wrong. That's right. <laughs> you may like it, you may not. not. <laughs> yeah, that's more the <laughs> tick there. And at the end of the day, don't sue us. Right. So. <laughs> Episode 30, that was a good time, guys. Did you guys enjoy having uh, Officer Greninger on? Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Yeah, good good guy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. It was a record-breaking podcast. We had <coughs> 397 downloads in his first week. Wow. So... Um, this is going to be a tough show to follow up, then, right? I think we're I think we're going to do good. Okay. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are going to want to hear more. Chris Beam, I'm sorry, bud. You were the record holder with 337 downloads in the first week, but uh, yeah, you are no longer the record holder. We'll have to have you back on though, because I think you could do it again. Yeah, Chris, we'll have to have you back. Yeah, that was a good show. <clears throat> and our total downloads since inception is 9,057. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's a big number. That is a big number. Yeah. 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 Good job, Jam, taking this up because it was. Yeah. Wow. Good guy. Good job to everybody. Yeah. I this mean, it just when you talked about it, I'm like, what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Who listens to podcasts? Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, it is a cool story. I just remember having Jr. and Scooby in the training center, like, guys, we got to try this. Yeah. Help, help me sell this idea. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it's it's been fun. You know what's really kind of crazy about it for for me, Jam? It's kind of surreal because, like, I don't get the opportunity. I'm not in a vehicle all the time when you could listen, mm-hmm. you know. And when I am, I'm usually with someone, so I don't listen, you know. And uh, it's funny. I mean, last weekend or the weekend before, I was at the house. It was quiet in the kitchen, and I was doing some cooking. And we have the little Google speaker there, you know. And I was like, I'd never tried it before. And I said, Hey, Google, play Channel Twenty Three podcast. It picked it up immediately and said we were what episode we were on, and it was playing the latest, most current episode, man. just instantly. And I'm like, "Wow, this is pretty freaking cool, man!" Worldwide, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny, man. Yeah, I was thinking this morning, you guys, when we were trying, when I was trying to come up with dad joke or whatever stuff, and and thinking about last week's podcast is trying to keep them you know, fresh and upbeat. There feels like there's a weight now, Jam, because they've right. been so popular and and they're, we're, I think we're doing a good job, you know? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Brother Dave, do you think uh, Rick Bowen would be a good guest? I think he'd be a really good guest. You yeah. know, somebody else that popped in my mind is, and he was here for several hours yesterday, but uh, Senator Ray Scott. Oh, that would be a good time. And, I mean, he has a trucking background and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, Yeah, he had a good trucking story yesterday, yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. yeah, he's just, like Dave said, he's just a dude. Yeah. He yeah. looks yeah. like he might have a dad joke or two. <laughs> I'm he, sure he can. He's got a lot of jokes, joke or yeah. Or yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Like one he's, we'd have to censor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he would definitely need censored. Well, actually, no. No, he's, he's he political. microphone, he's politically correct, correct right? right? He's, he's yeah. practiced at that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he and him and Rick Bowen, they would both be good guests. Yeah. And shout out to Rick Bowen, because and we'll get to shout outs in a minute, but you said he never heard of a podcast. He thought you had to watch it, <laughs> yeah. and now he's caught up on all the episodes. That's, so. that's our ongoing joke yeah. between each of us. When I, when I call him, I was like, 
he called me and we were doing the podcast last week and I, I couldn't answer obviously right I called him back and I said hey we we just finished filming our podcast he goes oh good I'll watch it tonight I mean we've joked with each other enough that it's like we just roll with it now so that's funny yes yeah. kind of hoping the sergeant would start listening maybe we'd snag him as a huh. as a guest or a yeah a customer or what is it a listener that's what it listener, is that's there yeah. you go. i wonder if he at least listened to his episode right you know or right. maybe he had a couple of his trooper buddies listen maybe yeah. that's why we got such a big listening but i did send him an email with uh, the uh the clo- the near miss that john bork has had oh wow that. oh so yeah. He, he yeah. Like, oh, that was close yeah. yeah maybe he didn't have anybody listen because he's at that kma point right. you know <laughs> he probably said that when he walked out of here. Yep. <laughs> you know, even guys like that at the KMA point, they care too much not to. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you know could know tell I mean? he cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no absolutely. doubt. It's all kind of verbato or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. He's proud of where he's at in his career, but he'll never stop caring. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, it's time for the dad joke challenge. I'll go first since you guys all have read mine. Typically, I hide my joke and <laughs> I put it on my outline after I send them all out. But nope, I sent it to everybody and mine didn't have it. But anyway, there's an elderly couple sitting in church and the wife turns to the husband and she says, Honey, I just let one of those silent but deadly farts go. What should I do? And he turned to her and he said, you should change the batteries in your hearing aid. <laughs> I read that this morning. I was like, Dave, Champ put his joke right on the outline. He was bragging about it, it, right? And we yeah, both started good. laughing. That's pretty good. It, it is a good trick. one. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you laughed earlier because you didn't laugh now. So. <laughs> uh, I read it too many times. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> I might well, have another one, but keep going. <laughs> well, I kind of switched over, so knock, knock. Who's there? Needle. Needle who? Need a little help with my dad jokes. <laughs> well, kind of funny. We talk about Ray Scott, the the sitting senator that you know we may have on as a guest, but uh, it makes makes me think of politics and all the going green that they're pushing, and you know just everything with no carbon and the electric vehicles and the price of gas and diesel and oil and all of that. And I guess I'm going to step back in time here. Do you guys know who the greenest presidents in history were? Ronald Reagan. Greenest. greenest. I'd have to go with uh, Obama because oh. green is relatively new. He ha- it has to be something with the color. Let- go. Both the bushes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, boy. Fell for that one. Hook, line, and sinker. Right in. Right? <laughs> you didn't even see my fishing oh, line. You I didn't, man. I right didn't. In. I'd be in your pail getting ready to fillet tonight. <laughs> Going to be some good eating tonight. Yeah. Dinner's on the table. Well, um, I'm a Rockies fan, and you know it is baseball season. So, um I was at a Rockies game a while back, and uh, I couldn't figure out why the baseball kept getting bigger. (laughs) And then it hit me. (laughs) That's a good one, Dave. Oh, what a kill. New teammates. We got David Molina in the shop. He just joined uh, the night shift in the shop. He seems pretty upbeat and smiling a lot. Seems like he got quite the personality on him. Yeah, welcome, David. Nice. Yeah, welcome, David. And then we had Andy Conrad join the fleet today. He's uh, in orientation with JR. And who's he training with, Dave? Uh, probably Freddie. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. Uncle Good Freddy. Man. Uncle Freddy. Hey, JR, when you listen to this, and you guys might jump in here, um, on JR's orientation, does he mention our podcast so oh, that yeah. guys know? Yeah, I just gave him a new picture. I think I just sent him the picture with uh, Officer Greninger on State it. Patrol for yeah. his... For the PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. awesome! Nice. Awesome, yeah. Good. Yeah, he does a really good job with he, that thing. He does. Everybody's yeah, bragging. Yeah. So, celebrations! March twenty third. Ron Bugler hit three years. Whoop whoop whoop! Yeah, good good job, Ron. Five twenty four. Yesterday, John Borquez, one year. Wow, Johnny. that went by fast. Yeah. Yes, congratulations, John. And that's his second time around, right? Didn't he work <laughs> here like thirty years ago? Right, third. Did it, was he back for a short period? Might be three. Yeah. I'd have to ask him, but okay. definitely two, Jam. You're right. He's a name that's well known around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, 526, we got Casey Guthrie and Thomas Morgan, both with two years. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Way to can't go. can't believe they were hired on the same day. Right. Way yeah. to go, Thomas. Way to go, Casey. Yep. And then uh, 528, Rick Showtime Gray, 13 years. Wow, congrats, Rick. Lucky 13, Rick. Way to go, buddy. Congrats. Congrats. I don't have any birthdays written down, I guess. It was kind of a slow week nine months ago. Yeah. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. Right? (laughs) No, bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) Family birthday celebrations. We had a very interesting situation the other day. Ellen, JR's significant other, stopped by with flowers and chocolate. To say thank you for her birthday gift. Yeah, she was all smiles and so cute. Brought that in and just wanted to say thank you. And I'm like, you can't bring a gift back in right. for us right. telling you happy Giving birthday. You a gift. Right? Yeah. That right. just means. No, thank you. Right. right. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, Dave. <laughs> thank you. Good, thank you. <laughs> good stuff, huh? Yeah. yeah. You can't it's, get enough of you that. You know, it's hard to accept a gift. You, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're just beside yourself and you're like, thinking, wow, I didn't need a gift or I don't deserve a gift. <laughs> so it's it's hard to just be gracious and say thank you. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, something you have to practice yeah. to, yeah. to do that. Basically, we owe her another gift. Right. right. For, <laughs> for a gift. Yeah. 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 It's funny, in my house, my wife's the worst. She's great at giving gifts, but she's the worst at keeping them a secret. <laughs> so like, she's already got me set up for Father's Day. And like Last night, she's like, oh, I'm dying. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to wait. I'm like, just give it to me. <laughs> Did you talk her into it? No. <laughs> I was like, if I can't use it, like just to see it and not be able to use it till Father's Day, then uh, if you want to just give it to me and I could have it, then <laughs> yeah, I'll take it right now. So, And then uh, I just got a text message or an email or something from Johnny Beret. He said, thank you for the birthday cards from my family. So, Oh, very good. Cool. Yeah, happy birthday to all the birthday people. Yeah, families are important to us, you guys, here and, and your own. Yep. Shout-outs. Andrew Fetner wanted to give a shout-out to Andrew Martinez for helping him find the air leak and Ricky for fixing it in the rain. Mm, nice yeah. job, guys. Way to go, everybody. Tony Martinez wanted to give a shout-out to Jesse. He used his truck and brought it back clean, full of fuel and death. And that is still a big problem, guys. But shout-out to, to Jesse for doing that. But... We get complaints all the time, especially with cores, you know, or somebody drives a truck for a day and it's like destroyed. So great job, Jesse. Yeah, I think later in here we're going to talk more about doing what what needs to be done, you know, doing what you should, doing the right thing, Jam, and yeah, Jesse did the right thing. Yep. It's doing your job, though, you know. We, we talk about a lot, Super Dave. I mean, that's, yeah. 
Don't want to get harping on it quite yet, but yeah. Right? Yep. Bill Belichick, just do your job. Yeah. <laughs> Linda wants to give a shout out to the Sunday Volunteers for Cores. Thank you for your help and patience while we set up the Sunday schedule. We will have a rotating Sunday schedule starting June 4th weekend. And thank you for Cores Holiday Volunteers. Much appreciated. Next, we will be looking for volunteers for the Father's Day weekend. If anyone is interested, please contact dispatch. So, shout out and a shameless plug for volunteers for Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, and I, I got to give a shout out to Linda. I mean, that's a lot to coordinate, and she takes care of that. And you guys might not all see it out there, but, you know, the emails and the discussing it with us and contacting the guys and going over it. Yeah. She, she's on top of Man, it. And she puts yeah. it on her shoulders and carries it, doesn't Does, she? Yeah. It's Even she had it all set up that week she was gone on vacation. Yep. She like notified every driver. She told every person in dispatch. We were all copied on the email. The drivers were all copied on the email. I mean, it was like communication 101. It, and, it, and it worked flawlessly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of fell apart with a little yeah. bit of notice, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I think the week went pretty smooth overall. Well, the Sunday we had people not show up, Dave. Remember? Oh, yeah. 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 And we they saw. said they didn't yeah. know, but yeah. They got emails. We all had a copy of the email. Yeah. So <laughs> it's I like, know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, was, worked it out. Worked I don't out. want to be Debbie Downer, but it yep. was just another excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Got to stay positive, Dave. Come on, yeah, no, I, I know. I, 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 I'm yeah. on the butt end of those excuses a lot. Yeah. It gets old. Yeah, yeah. Miss you know? me with that low road stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, Linda, you got to take the the compliment. You can't can't kick it back. Don't yeah. don't say you don't deserve it. You deserve it. Yes. Yeah, and I yeah. I know we're at the end of our shout out okay. list, but. Ah, I've been dreading talking about this. I was pretty bummed out kind of coming in here to have the meeting and even talk about it. But a shout out to the 19 murdered in Uvalde, yeah. Texas. Mm. Yeah, Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, I, I got that on my notes too, Dave. And that's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand anymore. How a human that. being can walk in and shoot a room full of second, third, and fourth graders is, uh, is it's beyond me. Sick. That's, you got some sick mental health stuff going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, it was kind of you started into it, Dave, but kind of my final thoughts. And I don't know at eighteen if you can be considered a, a child or a kid because you can you can go die for your country in the United States. But one thing I ran across is when when our children kill our our other children, we need to look at our culture, our lack of morals, and our character. And, I, and you just you have to take a look at that. That's uh, just. Well, yeah. I mean, at, a, at a certain point, don't we need to be tougher as a society? I mean, you can, you know, Dustin just had his car stolen from our own parking lot the first week he worked here. Right. You know, a, a guy showed up, broke into it, and stole it, drove it right out of our parking lot in the middle of the night while they were in here working, and nothing happens to those people. Right. You know, oh, where, where's where's our where's our beatdown? Where's your responsibility? Where's Where's your, for every action, there's a reaction. I mean, it sounds freaking terrible. If you get caught stealing something, maybe you should have some fingers or a hand cut off. And then when you see somebody walking through the street, go, oh, he's a thief. Right. Right? Well, they used to hang horse thieves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah we still to, should, Dave. Mm -hmm. they probably we still, still cut, should. They probably yeah. still do cut hands off in some countries uh, for stealing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Our sure. society is so weak. Nothing happens. There's there's no responsibility, yep. right? You you can do things and there's no responsibility. You know that guy that 
attacked Jose when he worked here when he was covering the repairs over at the West Yard at night oh, yeah. in our service truck. I mean, at Seven Eleven there, he, Dave? Yeah, he, yeah, he barely escaped without being injured in our truck. <sighs> had $4,000 damage, and they found the homeless guy. They had information on him. They had him. They knew where he was. We could go talk to him, the whole nine yards. But because we had insurance, that guy wasn't responsible. Right. I mean, yeah. what? who makes that law up? No. So right, look right. at all the catalytic converters. You can't tell me that there's if there was some kind of I don't know punishment for that if you get caught. Yeah, if people knew that you could get shot in somebody's driveway for stealing a catalytic converter, they would think twice about it. Right. You know. Right. But, and we shot a few people. Right. I, I mean, it just shit's got to change. Yeah. Did I mention vote? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and this isn't directed at you at all, Dave, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm serious but you know we, we had a you know we had another active shooter another mass shooting in a school where young young kids died my daughter's in second grade i would go ballistic hunting down somebody yeah somebody else that's like that guy yeah. you know what i mean but now both sides of the political platforms are going to come out you know what I mean? It's going to become the same old gun debate. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to address that here, but, you know, the left's going to be like, we need to take everyone's guns away. And the right's going to be like, no way. And, you know, yeah. everyone's going to, it's the same thing we've been reading over and over and over and over again, you know? So, yeah, it's just, it's just sad. You know, Mikey says it every time there's an incident. Post a military guard at every door entrance in a school. Right? Absolutely. We've got enough military people. And then, you know, I forget who I was standing there, but it's like, I'd volunteer for a day. Well, I'd damn sure volunteer for a day. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I can't come to work every Wednesday. I'm going to be at my daughter's school with, yeah. my, with my AR. Yeah. Right. Yep. I bet that's that ends it, right? That stops shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because if the, yeah, all the military people lay down their lives for their, our country, you don't think they would for some kids, right? right? I mean. And even, I mean, even like the unemployed vets oh yeah yeah you know i mean i mean there's there's just a big opportunity there but right again, yeah, g- give them give them reason to continue to serve their country yep i mean protect kids yeah yes. yeah and, and you and you said it too jam uh you know like bella but second third and fourth graders disgusting i mean i don't i just yeah, yeah. you know and i don't want to say colorado's at the forefront but between the columbine. aurora shooting columbine the King Supers shooting in Boulder yep. over a year ago. They just celebrated that one year anniversary, and yeah. the store reopened. Right. Uh, Was that a year ago? Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah they uh, they just had an article in the Post on, on Sunday about that. Dave, we are uh, number twentieth in the country for population as a state, wow. and we're number seven for public shootings. Wow! So the you we know, have a better rating for public shootings than our roads. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean. Yeah, there's something to address politically, Dave. Yeah, you know, if you want to address something, not an electric car. How about how about our our mass shootings? Yeah, no doubt. Well, like Jam said, that will turn. I into wanted a to ask. Debate. I didn't read anything on it last night. In fact, I didn't even know that many people passed away until I got home and my wife told me. But did the shooter take his own life, or did somebody get him? They, they like shot the him. Cops got him. Yeah. yeah. After he shot two of them right and they were they're not critically injured but they were injured mm-hmm. and they basically f- finally took him out but i guess he went quite a while with his body armor or whatever dave but yeah, yeah it just i just don't know where we're at and it, it it's painful it something has to change something something needs to give i, I don't know how or what but man it's rough 
Yeah, and those same words that you just said, something has to change. I don't know what. That's the same thing everyone said after I the bet. last one. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's sure funny. The four of us came up with some ideas that would make it better right out of the gate. Right. Right? Yep. Well, I you think know? you need to fight fire with fire. If you had guards, I mean, after the King Super shooting, we had a guard in front of our King Super store. Yeah. For right. I don't know months. Well, fighting months. fire with fire in my eyes means you kill the dumb son of a bitch that had everybody that killed everybody in Boulder, but he's too crazy right. to stand trial. So whack him. Make a point of it so these other people just don't walk in and go, "Well, nothing'll happen to me." I mean, yeah, I'm glad these are expressed opinions because that's just my opinion. (laughs) I'm all for vigilante justice. Let's take them out. (laughs) I sure would be if my family was killed, Dave. I'd rather rot in jail than miss my family for no reason. Right, and stand there and do nothing. Absolutely. That's why I love those Charles Bronson movies. Yep. (laughs) And they fire you up, don't they? Dave, half our our employees here don't know who Charles Bronson is, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Get a little more frequent. Get a little newer here. Yeah, but the new stuff, it's okay what, to How about ki- the Punisher? It's okay to kill, Dave. True. Yeah. And you don't have to be guilty of anything. Yeah. It's okay in the video games and stuff. And, right. You know? And it was like Ray Scott yesterday when we were at lunch, he, he mentioned that what we have here is a failure to communicate. And I love that line. Nobody knows who that, what movie that is, yeah. what line that's from, nothing. You know, I mean, was that the 50s or the 60s, you think? I would say 50s. I'd go. I'd go '60s, maybe, Dave. Okay, so it, so if it was the '60s, that was 60 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Dave's, it was. It was in the '70s. '70s. Paul Newman. Yeah. What was uh, the name of that movie? Cool Hand Luke. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that was '70s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Betting a cheeseburger, Dave. No way was it '70s. Jay, I'm sitting over here like I'm younger than you guys, and I, I don't know what <laughs> you're like, talking about. What movie is that? I mean, the actors are all dead from it. Right. They're, they're not even alive anymore. I know the quote. I just <laughs> never watched the movie. Yeah. 1967, Dave. Ah! Yeah. I noticed you didn't take the bet, Dave. Nah. <laughs> Thanks for calling me young, by the way. Just, you're welcome. I'll just give you a dollar for the McDonald's dollar menu. You can just get you a cheeseburger. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, moving on to JFW business. We got uh, some good things going on in the Bulker division. We just added five new trailers. Freddie went down to Texas and got all of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he sh- did. Yeah, shout out to Freddie. Yeah. So yeah. we've had an increase in volume and Bulker work. We've picked up Signature Stone as their main hauler for their fly ash and cement. Is that correct, guys? That is correct. Yes. Okay. And uh, the the big issue with the Boca division is we got to drive further to get the powder. Now we're not doing anything local. We're not picking up at uh, yeah. Mount Cement in Denver, and we don't do anything out of GCC anymore, do we? Correct. Yeah. So now correct. we're going to Laramie. We're going to Pueblo. Yeah. Anywhere else? It's kind of deceiving, Jim, because we're still picking up at the same exact two manufacturers. We're just picking up at where it's made now instead right. of where it's shipped, where it's a uh, uh, ship, yeah, right. a rail yard too. So uh, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Those guys got their hands full. Rob White's been doing an excellent job. Oh man, he's yeah. made it look easy. <laughs> yeah, you can give a lot of shout outs, can't you? And you just run across somebody just doing yeah. their job, doing yeah. it right. All those guys been busting ass. Yeah, know? right. Fred, yeah. Leroy, Thomas, Doug. Yep. Adam. Nat, Dennis, Rigo, Rigo. Rigo. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. those guys. If we're missing yeah. anybody, we mean you too. Yeah. Okay. 
And then uh, I'm sure everybody noticed we got a brand new red truck with a red frame with a KW sign on it <laughs> with in a, the shop. With, with a pink bu- fenders. <laughs> with, a, with a black butt or whatever you... Oh, no. Piece. You, you saw Mike took that off. Yeah, he took it off like, already, Like, instantly. Right? Yeah. What was the problem? The Where the lights go in between the fl- frame, it uh, was black. Oh, really? But everything on the whole truck was red, and the salesman that we were talking about, Rick, that we mentioned a couple of times, he was like, he couldn't, he just looked at Dave and goes, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I'm baffled. <laughs> he You're goes, talking about that plastic bracket that holds uh, backup and taillights and all that? Yeah. yeah. It, it's actually metal, Jim. Is it, metal? It, it is yeah. metal, yeah. yeah. And, Rick was just like, the frame looks great. It's red and looks really good. And that piece where the lights are is black. Huh. Well, <laughs> the guy did pick the truck up early, so maybe yeah. it was supposed to be painted that Yeah, day. win-win. We had to cancel Jesse's trip. He probably thought I was me- Jesse probably thought I was messing with him. Well, he definitely thought I was messing with him. Because really? I handed him my credit card, and then yeah. I was like, you called, I was like, give me my card back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a funny... The guy there picked up the wrong color truck, yeah. right? That's yeah, Rick had two coming back, and there was a white one and a red one, and I guess he wanted to drive the red two-door sports coupe back. Hey, yep. I can't blame him. Yeah. The big truck. Yeah. Good good call. When uh, <clears throat> So we got that one KW. I think, what do we got? How many more in July? Uh, we have one more coming. I think it'll be the first week of June, hopefully. Okay. And then we have 13 more scheduled for July. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And so then, that'll get rid of all the single drive 13 speeds. Correct. Yeah, we will be a fully automated fleet. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. And then any word on the Peets? The Peets are still fourth quarter. So okay. that could be October. October. That <laughs> could November, be December January. 31st. <laughs> yeah. Fourth quarter of 23, yeah. right? Yeah, you <laughs> erase those little legs off the four, you now have one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's, and the, that's actually referring to build dates or delivery dates? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was yeah, going to what Jim said. They're very different. You know, it could be built, and we might not get it for six weeks. Yeah, it's because then you, then you got delivery on top of that. Just like we had, we were going to yeah. you know fly Jesse out to get that truck because they had nobody to deliver it. Yeah, and the guy got the wrong colored truck, and it showed up here. So yeah, it was actually a mistake that helped yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's upset their truck didn't show up, though. Yeah, I yeah. guarantee that. Yeah. So, whoever's, whoever's got a white truck, sorry. Yeah, yeah so Whoops. so Rick Bowen's uh, white sales, the white truck salesperson as well? <laughs> you know, honestly, I think so, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, he knew. He was like, hey, is your driver in a white truck or a red truck? Right, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming yeah, you know he, what happens when you do that, but yeah. Yeah, he had, so, a, he had to have a hard conversation. <laughs> right, with yeah. Right, yeah. So he had bad news, good news. We just got yeah. all the good news. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We need to slip that dude a, a yeah. right there. <laughs> thanks, bud. Right. Thanks for not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. I'm sure you guys you paid that guy. That's that's how it worked, right? <laughs> the delivery guy. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. Uh, so I sent out a bamboo announcement the other day about unapproved unpaid time off and our attendance policy. So the unpaid time off has gotten a little bit out of control, and we did loosen up the reins and. I'm probably at fault at that, but per our attendance policy, you're allowed a combined total of six unapproved slash unpaid days, approved unpaid days. So, for example, if you called out three times and you had three unpaid days off, there's your six. You know, So if you don't have PTO because you're not earning PTO the right way because of attendance problems, well, you don't just get to take 
six days off unpaid. Like that's in violation of our attendance policy. We are tightening up the reins on that. There are extenuating circumstances where, you know, somebody doesn't have any PTO to use and they've had a family emergency or something like that. We're still not heartless. We're going to help you out and help you take care of your family or your emergency. But just in general, the, you know, oh, I don't have PTO or, oh, I used all my PTO, but I want to take three more vacations. The point is we're paying you a minimum for brand new people, 18 paid days off a year between your holiday pay and your PTO. We'd like you to work the rest of the year. You know, you have almost a full month paid off. Yeah, there's 22 working days a month and you have the opportunity to earn 18 of them, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put six more unpaid on top of that. You got right. 24 days you took off. Right. That's right? not that's not helping JFW. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then, and you can you can go or so yourself. Ma- right. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. go so many where places with this again like do your job, what's fair? How do we judge? You know, just like you touched upon, Jam. So you've missed a bunch of days, and then you want to schedule a vacation on top of that. Right? H- how is that fair? But but we're left to judge that. Right. And and you're upset about that. Right. And yet we got other guys that are just just crushing it. You know, and then and then they don't they don't act that way, or they don't I don't know play the game that way. So how is it fair to them? It's, it's just two different mentalities too. Because I'll have some people come up to me and be like, Jam, I'm in a real bind. I don't have any PTO and I have an emergency. Can you help me out, please? Like, I don't mean to disappoint or let you guys down. And then there's other people that they, they don't care anything about an attendance policy. Like, <laughs> right. what attendance policy? Like, I'll take what I can paid and I'll, if I can't get paid or if it's blacked out, I'm not going to be here anyway. Like, those aren't your team players in my eyes. Right. Know? That's not their culture. And right? I've never worked at any place that has policies and they're not abided to, you know, Absolutely. like especially attendance. Like here's how many days off you get a year. Use them. You know, yeah. well, I've used them. Can I have another day off? No, you know, and we're not that company. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. Well, and know? sometimes life does get in the way, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's going to lead us to the tinted windows, the bump in your tires, <laughs> all the other stuff through here. Right. Yep. Jim? Yeah, exactly. I mean, My, just, yeah, I think some people are trying to save their PTO. They're, you know, they don't Absolutely. want to use it. Yeah. Maybe they're saving it for January or something. You yeah, know? we got but people. But they don't realize that. that you've already asked for four unpaid days off or unapproved. Right. Yeah. So, if you want to save your PTO, save it. Just don't take unpaid time off. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you're not, and neither one of you guys mentioned the paid holidays. We didn't have that a couple years ago. Right. You know, yeah. so there's there's those days. Yeah. yeah. The paid time off here is substantial mm-hmm. you know so yeah I, I, not to go backwards but i i, I want to give a, a shout out and I, I know we're past that but it reminds me the the paid holidays and stuff but to lauren um paco's wife oh lauren lauren yeah um and you know she had uh there was a facebook post yeah. and a couple of guys were bantering back and forth and kind of they had some not very truthful things, basically, you know, right. had all the right in the world to complain, but they, they weren't saying some truthful things. And, and Paco's wife defended us. I mean, I mean, it, such a great job, such a classy person. Um, Paco, you're a lucky man, buddy. Um, but, you know, she ended it because it was getting a little, you know, you can't win on Facebook. That's what Jam Ever. says, right? Yeah. You, you just can't win. And, 
And she just ended the conversation on her side of, you know, God bless and, and went on her way. Yeah. And, and that's so, that's just classy. And that's, that's sometimes what you have to do, but yeah, you just, there's just things out there that. Yep. She's been a great advocate for JFW on, oh, on Facebook. Yeah. Anytime there's something, an ad, or she's always talking about how blessed her and Paco are to have him work here and be a teammate and. Yeah, she should be our social media manager. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, good, I mean? good job. Yeah. She does a good, good job. But yeah, you're right. So I ended up deleting that whole thing because it just gets silly. And I know, Jim, you ask if I see it, and I'm like, yeah. And sometimes I do want to answer. So one of the things, this guy was like, oh, you don't want to work here. You have to, you know, every Wednesday they meet at 3 a.m. for a safety meeting. Okay, we've never had a 3 a.m. safety meeting. And we haven't had a safety meeting on a Wednesday, two year over two years since yeah, COVID, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that guy's yeah. living in the past, or you know, they expect you to do this. Well, he obviously doesn't know about the three percent raise we just got, or yeah, it was just a bunch of BS, yeah, or the paid holidays, or the PTO program, right. or yeah. the health insurance, right. or yeah, yeah, yeah. And he probably didn't do a good job when he was here anyway. But my thing is, is just from my younger days, my infancy stages of Facebook. Yeah, when you most of the time, if you try to have an adult conversation, or even you could call it a debate, it's not met with fairness or rationality. You know, mm-hmm. people just want to be right, and so a lot of times I'll just delete it. You know, not because I don't want to see, the, not because I don't want anyone to see other people's opinions. It's just it's not true, and I don't have the energy to deal with somebody that's just making stuff up. So right, yeah. All right, Mikey. He mentioned to me yesterday if we could talk about bumping tires. So obviously when you come in in the evening, you need to bump your tires because if you got a flat, that's a perfect time to have it fixed while you're at home sleeping or eating dinner with your family. Doesn't mean that when you come in in the morning, you don't have to bump your tires because what's happening is, and he said, especially on the rock tubs, guys aren't bumping their tires in the morning. They're low and then they're running them and then they're blowing up. And now we got to make a service call. So you got to bump them when you come in, and you got to bump them before you leave. Yeah, That's absolutely. what that hammer's for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, yeah, I just, whole time you're reading that jam, I'm just thinking, got to do your job. Yeah. Got to do your job. Got to do yeah. your job. And, you know, it's tough to, tough to stay positive when people aren't doing their jobs. Yep. Yeah. Well, what do I bump my tires with? <laughs> <laughs> I kick them. Yeah. That way you know when they're flat. I can I can tell with my tennis shoes. Right. When I kick them on the side. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, if you don't want to ruin your beautiful tennis shoes, JFW provides you with a two and a half pound sledgehammer when you get here. So hit them with that. A couple of times. Yeah. Compare them to the tire beside it, or I know that single position you could compare it to the tire behind it. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what are you listening for? We should ask Gene Freeman's daughter. She was out here trucking with him one day, and <laughs> yes. she was bumping tires. I was like, what are, you, what are you listening for? And she just looked at her dad, and he looked at her like, I'm not going to answer for you. And she's like, a hollow sound? Very the th- good. The yeah. third, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Do you remember how old she is or was? Or I mean, she's older now, and she's quite the she academic. Was, and yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. She's, she's about 14 she's, or 15, yeah. maybe. I think she's written us a letter before and stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. And yeah. yeah. Very another, successful young lady. Yeah, another yeah. outstanding person. Yep. 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 So good stuff there. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and keep in mind on those tires, you guys, we've talked about it many times. For every one pound of air that tire is low, it picks up two degrees of heat. So if you have a tire that's 10 pounds low, it's running 20 degrees hotter than the tire next to it. 20 pounds low, it's 40 degrees hotter. That's the reason the tires blow up and fail. You know, that's... I know you're kind of saying it, Dave. What's what's the one thing that damages tires? Air pressure. And, and heat because heat. of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heat, heat yeah. ruins a tire. Absolutely. Yeah. And a bolt. <laughs> and a bolt. <laughs> you know, I wanted to say something about that too. Be careful where you drive. Absolutely. You know, stay off of the shoulders of the road or, yeah. you know, uh, areas of parking lot that aren't traveled and, you know, all the debris collects in those places. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I have... I happen to know, obviously, I live off of Highway 7, but Highway 7's got these miniature potholes. They're like an inch and a half deep, Dave, from all the water. And so many people are driving around the potholes now. The There's a path where all the stuff's pushed out of the potholes. <laughs> there's this path of dirt where people are driving not in the yeah. lane and around it. And I'm, I'm thinking, do you know much how much crap's? in all the dirt that's pushed over there, like you're saying, nails and steel and, you know, whatever else, trash, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, like going around the potholes here on 270. Oh, my you God. You can go three feet over on the shoulder of the road. It's clean as it's can clean, be. It's clean, yeah. right? That's right. for me, Dave. Everybody's driving <laughs> over there. Yeah. I'm always on the shoulder of the road on 270 bridges. <laughs> yeah, that's the safest, not, well, uh, smoothest spot, not the safest, yeah. smoothest yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Dispatch, specifically Dell Boyce, asks that we start using our company radios more as much as possible versus a phone. And a lot of the stuff we're talking about today, we've talked about it before, but apparently we need to talk about it again. So when you call on the telephone, that really does break dispatch away from what they're doing. They could even be talking to a driver on the radio. Now the phone's ringing. They got to answer the phone. They think it might be a customer. You're an internal customer, but... We've given you the technology to just call in on the radio. It is pretty crazy how much that has happened, Jam. I actually, when they can't get to the phones, it rolls to ours. So I've picked up the phone many times, and probably the majority of the times that I answer the phone, it's a driver. (laughs) Do you you get a pause? There's always a pause when I answer, and it's like, oh, oh, I was trying to get a hold of Randy or Linda or whatever. It's like, okay, what's up? And I take the information, and I just had one last week. The minute I hung up the phone, I got right, right on the radio and made the announcement that the driver needed. Huh. <laughs> and it was funny because I actually, from my office, Dope. called dispatch and said, hey, dispatch, such and such needs such and such. Would you send that to him, please? And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. And I think it was just a ticket that was needed. And I'm like, it's just better. I mean, it's better yeah. to use that radio. That is what it is designed for. Yeah. We can't answer the phones enough. Think about 100 drivers calling in all the time. It, it it's very time consuming yeah. also becomes very frustrating yeah i had one of the drivers last week was talking to me and and reminded me it's like when they change the dispatch in the morning and you need the tickets and you need it need the axon stuff sent to you and he was saying you know so many people ask for it right then in the morning when the radio is the busiest when you don't have to have that ticket right then, right? You know, you could just call back later or just wait for it or send it to me later or whatever, you know. Right. And he was just like, "Yeah, people." But again, everybody's, you know, trying to stay positive. But you're so consumed with yourself, just your piece of the pie, not the big picture. And we have to operate on the big picture. Yeah, that's um, yeah. actually a trait of society, Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when we're out on the highways and that 
car cuts you off and then flips you off and in in that respect it's all about them mm-hmm. you know and so it's across the board like that mm-hmm. yep got to be courteous you know which also you, the the radio is the quickest but you still have to be patient mm-hmm. you know when you <clears throat> just jump on your, in your truck and you get right on that radio without listening first i heard it the other day i was like double o double o to the shop and then before the shop could, I mean, literally, the next thing you hear is double O X X to dispatch. And right. it's like, mm-hmm. give, give the other guy a chance. Wow, I must yeah. have, I heard the same thing, Jam, must have been, because it really stood out. Yeah. It was like, whoa, just wait. <laughs> and and then the shop, you know, and, and most of the guys are, are still pretty good, you know, about waiting. And sometimes, I mean, the other day, a couple of people called, but I was up in the office and they were grinding in one of the trailers. There's no way they could hear anything. Right. So somebody has to go get them. Right. And, the, you know, we talked about it dozens of times. They're also not sitting on the radio. Right. You guys are you guys yeah. are fortunate. It's across the room. Yeah, they're out working right. on whatever's going on, you know? So, yeah. 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 Then, you touched on a jam. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got to throw this out to James Peacock. We had a, a long talk yesterday afternoon about the cameras, and, and uh, he mentioned patience. And he said, you know, before I started working at JFW, he goes, I didn't have any patience. I didn't have patience when I was driving my big truck. I didn't have patience when I was driving my car. And the cameras and the way we kind of preach, I guess, but um, he's learned a lot more patience working here. And everybody needs a little more patience. I, I've seen James slow down now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a it's a little better. He could, he, I you know, I gave him some crap the other day. <laughs> I was out in the street and I saw you, I saw you. And I was like, eh, the point is you could have slowed down. I know you saw me, but you could have slowed down a little bit. He's improved. We're, we're all a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's definitely patience improved. Patience is hard. Yeah. It helps with age. It, it does. does. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> really that's just because it hurts. That's how. That's the reason I've slowed down again. <laughs> I watched Jam with his back, though, yesterday, and it looked like it hurt. <laughs> Man, I feel like a new person. That's good. It's still not great, but, yeah, I threw my back out. I, I thought I was dying. I don't know. That's pretty bad, but <clears throat> got all fixed up. Good. Like I said, I'll be in the gym by the end of the week, and looks like tomorrow's the day. Awesome. Nice. I'm not going to do what I did, though. I'll wait another week for that. <laughs> take it easy. So, did one of you guys want to take window tint? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we keep that keep that positive. We were just... We were just talking, you guys, and, and I know with uh, the sergeant here last week, and we talked about window tint and stuff, and and talk about doing the right thing, and you talk about the culture and and looking at what we do, you know, with the cameras and stuff, we've been talking about following too close, and we mentioned that Jam put out the statistics, sent them all to us in an email, and they don't seem that bad when you look at the miles driven or the hours spent in the truck, but to me, following too close, you can kill somebody. It's it's when that fails that you can kill somebody. You got window tint on, and I, I know somebody could argue with me and go, well, you don't see as well, so you, you you might kill somebody. But does window tint kill somebody? Probably not, not like following too close. But it's still... It's still wrong. It's still illegal. It's still the not the right thing in a commercial vehicle, you know. And and what as a company, as as teammates, as as family, 
do we want to be doing the right thing or do we want to we just want to skirt the issues you know we just we just we just don't want to be the best we can be and that that window tinting that leaves us open for every stop every every other motor carrier to take a look at us it's a reason to stop us yeah it's a reason to stop us and and maybe we need to scrape that off Maybe we need to show our character. Maybe we need to do the right thing. I mean, that would that would be kind of my little little speech. Yeah, I mean, you could tell Jr. the state trooper. He he thought it was ridiculous that we got so many window tint violations. Yeah, you know, right. Like, you had five window tint violations in the last ten months. Like, why? Yeah. Right. So so we make a company policy, right, Jam? And how many people are upset about the company policy? Right. How, how many people follow it? You know, and, and I get all that. You know, I think Rick Gray's brought it up a couple of times about talking about cancer and, you know, skin cancer on the arm because we spend so many, you know, hours in the sun with one arm and that kind of stuff. And Which sleeve. they make UV-grade clear tint yes. oh. that almost all homes have now that are built today. Yeah. Yep. They also got those those sleeves you could wear. They're very thin. They're kind of yeah. like a dry fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. you could get them in white where it keeps your arm cool and keeps yeah. the sun off. Yep. And you can also put a little suntan lotion on. Suntan you lotion. Know, I mean, yeah. there's there's so many ways to do it the right way. And I guess that's, you know, I wanted to talk about this. I wanted it to be upbeat. You know, it's like, like Rick last week, uh, Colleen, about the, you know, staying positive. Let's not let's not drag down. You know the the team. Let's build it up. Well, building it up would be scraping the tint off, doing the right thing, being being better than everybody else, and and that's the right thing. The following distances when the camera's beeping at you. You know, not not a response is you know this won't work for me. Hey, I need to back off a little bit. You know, that's that's the right thing. Um, there's just, you know, asking for time off, Jam. Getting it in within seven days. You know, bumping your tires. There's there's so many things that we have to address. And to keep it positive is very hard when you're trying to drive the point home about what we're doing wrong. When, yeah, are we doing lots of things correct? Absolutely. You know, a driver will argue, well, it gets hot in the day cab. And I'm in it for 12 hours a day. I want to be more comfortable, so I'm going to put dark tint on, right? I don't think that's really the issue because years ago, Jim, when we got all uh, in trouble in Texas, you did say no more window tint. And I pulled all of the window tint off of 009, except for the back window. I left the back window on there. Which is legal. And I never put it back on. Even after years went by, nobody... I mean, it kind of went away, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nobody had window tint. And this was before probably the only person might have been here was Dennis and Stingray. I don't even think Rick worked here back then. But anyway, I I never was uncomfortable. The the air conditioner kept me fine, or I cracked a window and let some air in. So I don't think that's valid. I think they're they're doing it to look cool, or they're doing it so nobody can see in. That's that's the... That that there, the the privacy of it. Yeah. And... We, we noticed, you know, me and you just talked about, or all of us did standing out there, the guys that are going by, and there's a few trucks out here with window tint on them. And I wave, but I don't know if they're waving because I can't <laughs> yeah. see in the truck. Right, and then, it's dark. Yeah. Right? So and you then feel you're silly. Like, I'm waving at nobody. Yeah, right. and then yeah. are they really? And then I'm thinking, well, you know what? That window's illegal. And if I'm having trouble seeing in, there is a point that they're having trouble seeing out. 
And are they rolling down the windows when they're backing up? Are they rolling down the windows when they're dumping? Are they, you know, all, all the things we talk about, all the things to be better. Yeah, just look at how many stops we've had that the driver had the option, peel the tin off or I'm going to write you a hundred dollar ticket. I mean, how many drivers have peeled the tint off right then and there right. to avoid that $100 ticket? Yeah. And, I, you know, if you guys remember or not, it's, I don't know, it's probably been four or five years ago, we put a vote out at one of the safety meetings in the red shop. Yeah, I do remember and that. And asked every driver, hey, if you want to have tint on the window, let's vote right now. Here's the deal. <clears throat> the ticket goes on our CSA score. We'll take it, but you pay the fine. And by a show of hands, everybody voted and said, we'll take the ticket, we'll pay for it, but we want tint. And, you know, trying to be courteous, trying to... to uh, Make everybody happy, Dave. Yeah, for the most part. But, I mean, we both have tint on our private vehicles. Absolutely. But, but it's, it's legal. It's legal, yeah. Right? It's legal tint. It's not limo tint. It's not tint on the front windows. You know, it, it would and, pass any opacity meter requirement, right? And when I, when but I, no tint is legal on the front or side windows of a commercial motor vehicle. Right. No tint whatsoever is legal. So what's changed, right? You guys had a vote. <clears throat> Everyone voted, let's do window tint. So what's changed between that vote and today? I guess it's the fact of still trying to get better, Jim. Mm-hmm. Coming to the realization that, you know, you have a state patrolman here sitting across the table from us with a discussion of, why do you have so many tint violations on your CSA score? I thought your score would be higher. Well, it could absolutely be higher if you got rid of these window tint violations. Right. And the seatbelt violations. <laughs> yeah, the seatbelt right? violations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know you're just asking in general, but it's the same thing. Why do we have a PTO program? What's changed? Right. Just trying to be better. Right. You know, why you do you know, have paid it, holidays? It, it was a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely, <laughs> Jim. Absolutely. You, we, we need to address that. That's yeah. what, because maybe the, somebody in the truck's thinking that right, right now. Wait, but, you said we could have it. Well, why can't we now? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting better and it's become an issue. It's making us look bad. And, and was there 100 trucks, you know, 97, five years ago? No. Right. You know, and that's, that's the other thing. And, and, and I, get, I guess there's just the whole thing. How do you, how do you want to be looked at? You know, we talk about it. I tell that story of the, the guy at the rest stop in the, in the truck that just, I'm driving down I-70 and he's in a rest stop and throws open the door and, and has to pull back up his pants and get dressed and he's just standing out in the middle of nowhere. And that's our brethren. That's mm-hmm. our drivers. And, and again, here, here we're talking about drivers. We're talking about window tint and, and, you know, what about the shop? What about the office? What about the wash bay? What about all those guys? We're representing those guys with our truck. Right. You know, and if the truck isn't the best it can be, doesn't that show throw a, a shadow on our shop, on our dispatch, on the wash bay? Wash bay's killing themselves out here to wash them, make them look beautiful, and they have tinted windows. Or you pull into the port with no seatbelt on. You know, yeah. we've done everything. It's we a good can. thing those windows are up, so you can't see whether I have my seatbelt on or not. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and oh, wait a minute! I'm supposed to roll those down when I come in the port. I better put my seatbelt on. You know, it's <laughs> I, it's funny, you guys, because we had uh, Scooby's truck, the 
the green, I guess you call that green and gray, Dave, the original truck. And, yeah. You know, 600 was, cat, big. Yeah, it was kind of a tan color. It was a brownish color. Yeah, yeah tan big, and green, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big badass truck, you know. And I love that color, though. Yeah, really absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, and we decked it out, you guys. And, and Scooby, he's he's pretty creative, and he, he's got lots of friends and knows a lot of truck trickery and stuff. And he had the w- windows flame-tinted. And in silver and black. In yep. silver and black. And when the windows were up, windows. right? You, you I couldn't mean, see or, out of them. I hated it, driving the truck with the windows. It could be yeah, 90 degrees in August, yeah. sunny day, clear sky. You oh, could see crap out of those windows. Yep, yep. And and when they were up and the window and the truck was parked or it went by with them up, it was badass looking, right? You guys was like, oh, that's, that is so cool, you <laughs> yeah. know? And and. It's not that we can't be cool, but that was that was illegal, and that that part's changed. We need to be we need to be better, yeah. and and it and it leads us, you know. And, and Scooby in our in our safety committee or our, our leadership meeting the other day, he was like, "Well, what did the state patrolman say about that? What did the state patrolman say about that? They're illegal. Yeah. They're illegal." And you have a lot on your record. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Why do you have so many on your record? Yep. You guys allow that. I guess square is a new cool. <laughs> yeah, right. And I agree, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. That makes me really cool. <laughs> Coolest guy I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just wanting to do it the right way. And does that come with age, like you're saying, Dave, that, that we're realizing that, you know? Because I don't... I think, yeah, a lot of it is age. I mean, I had the worst straight stacks you could come up with on on one of the first trucks i drove it was so loud and i just i just can't take that anymore it's jim big red or no i think it was 008 originally the 008 and we had did you think it was badass back then oh yeah Yeah, jam oh yeah i mean you know that lady at the liquor store off of brighton boulevard (laughs) she literally called in and said i was rattling in the the bottles off the the shelves when i when i drop into the corner there and and hit the jakes and yeah well you had to be going fast enough so you slowed through the corner oh yeah that yeah. the jakes were on through the little you know the tunnel was only 20 feet long and so narrow and tight but you had to be going fast enough right when you went past the liquor store when you threw the jakes on to slow down in the corner and have them stay on through the tunnel yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah looked looked you look back now and you go oh Dumbass, right? Yeah. You know, there had a loud to be- truck goes by on the street out here. The row, I think it's Rojas trucking down the street. Yeah, they go by in the mornings or at night, and right. I'm like, oh my god, that is so flipping obnoxious. Yeah, one of them hit their air horn out here like obnoxiously. Like there must have been a four wheeler coming in. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're just on Newport Street, buddy. Where you right? going? Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you watch their tandems go by, and it's like every morning they're so. I don't know, unruly or, or, I mean, if it were our trucks, it'd be like, can you guys split apart? I mean, they go by here, they're like barely a a tandem length apart and they're going past the front yard at 35 miles an hour. And you're like, oh my God, I've officially become my dad. Right. (laughs) Right? Get off my lawn. Slow down. That's right. What's wrong with you kids? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, And we're, you know, you, you talk about age, but is it, is it knowledge too? Is it, oh, absolutely. Is it wisdom we've gained? Absolutely. It is Jim. And we're, we're trying to pass that so that you guys don't have to go through all the bullshit maybe to get to this spot. We're passing that along. This is where we want to go and we are going there. So help us out. 
yeah. lead lead the charge. Yeah, and like Sergeant Grinniger said, I mean, you know, if you follow a vehicle for two miles, you can come up with a reason to stop it. <laughs> or you're a bad trooper. Or you're a bad trooper. Yeah. All he has to do is go, well, there goes a truck with illegal tinted windows. Yeah. I'm going to stop him and do an inspection. Because if he can't do that, he's probably not doing the rest, right? Right. Yep. I do want to... Uh address the following distance just a little bit more. I know it's the third week in a row we're bringing it up, but we have the information from Samsara now. We yeah. have the data. Yeah. You know, we had a meeting the other day and I was like, hey, you know, here's the deal. We have these couple guys that are really bad about following distance. And <clears throat> before we took any kind of action, I wanted to see what Samsara actually said. So I ran a report Man, it was it was kind of surprising to see who was on the top of that list the following distance. You know, yeah, the guys the guys that I thought were bad just because they brought attention to themselves or the the attitude about it kind of brought them into the spotlight for me. Made them feel like the worst offenders because yeah, they, they were don't care. Exactly. Yeah. But then pulling a the report, well, this guy's twice as bad as, right? as the guy I got my eye on. Right. Know? And this guy, he's even worse than that. Yeah. You know, so to me, it's just it's just so silly. Like, just back off a little bit. Yeah, you know, you can't tell me after twenty three alerts you haven't figured out you can't get that close. Right. You know, just back up a little bit, and it's not even really the true following distance. We're talking about a second yeah. is where we're getting the alerts. You need right. four seconds of following distance. We're getting alerted about a second. Is Sam Sara off ever? Is it a little bit off sometimes? It's a little bit off sometimes, and we got to recalibrate the cameras, but it's not four seconds off. Right. Back up. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so, you know, to me, we have the data. We need to, we need to do something about it. And then, you know, I think a simple conversation or maybe bringing it to, to make them aware of how bad it really is. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to date myself again here. You know, we were talking about movie quotes and stuff like that, but. I'm sure everybody in this room knows who Eddie Haskell is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and what I'm getting at is, you know, you mentioned you had a, your eye on a couple of those guys that you're like, oh, they're the worst offenders. And then you went and looked at the report. And the reason you felt they were the worst offenders is when you spoke to them, they had a bad attitude about it. Right. Well, when you're Eddie Haskell, you're like, you just immediately give lip service. Right. And what I mean by that is, oh, you know, Super Dave, you're driving too close. We have 27 alerts on you or whatever. And you're like... Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, Mr. Backusall. Right. I will change that immediately. And right. I'm so thankful you brought that to my attention. And then you walk out of the room and go, I'm going to go as fast as I can, man. I got to go haul some loads, <laughs> right. right? Or you tell your buddy like, hey, he was on me for this or whatever. But you gave the right lip service. Right. You know, so I mean, you, I it's amazing you what you can service. get away with if you're Eddie Haskell right. is my point. Yeah, right? yeah. Good, good learning moment for me you yeah. know, as a leader. You know, every once in a while, you got to check yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, these guys are the worst offenders because they're being honest and yeah. telling me, like, F you, basically. I'm yeah. going to do what I want. Yeah. That makes them the worst offender to me when really, you know, the other guy is, like, much worse. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Right. You know, I need to change my ways. You right. Know? So. It makes me wonder, Jam, I, I mean, I got a couple things here, but if we could back up in history some of the accidents that we've had that were rear-enders, oh, yeah. what these cameras would have taught those drivers mm. if we wouldn't have had those accidents then. Right. You know what I mean? And we should be thankful we have a tool that's helping us drive right. and be better. And, I mean, we could be avoiding incidents right now 
that were potential hazards in the past that are helping us avoid those today, you know, and the other, the other part of that, I kind of wanted to just rewind what we were discussing about because you guys brought up, you know, like tinted windows versus following too close, what we're talking about, right? Are tinted windows as dangerous as following too close? No, on a level of one to 10, absolutely not. You know, following too close, probably a 10. Tinted window, probably a one. But here's the deal that Sergeant Greniger brought up, and you know, and here's the eye-opening moment of, of the times we live in, right? He gives us the example. Hey, has a fatality up in Weld County. He goes up there, inspects the truck. Brakes were good. Tires were good. License, registration, all the information, everything good on this truck. But you know what? It had tinted windows. So he had to sit and write a violation on it, or, or I, if I remember right, I hope I'm not screwing that up, that he had to write, the, he wrote that in his report. I don't know if he wrote a violation on it. I think it was a violation. Yeah. Right? So next step, family that was killed in that incident, they go to court, and this is hypothetical. He didn't tell us this. Right. But the minute they hear that, they go to court, right? Well, this truck was in violation. It had tinted windows. Right. And all a lawyer needs to do is get that to a jury, yeah. and that's a conviction right there. Yeah. And, and I guess what... You know, again, I'm 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 ad libbing and going on with things, but I mentioned several weeks ago that I read a report in the paper about Suncor, and there is this woman on the city council here for Commerce City that is just livid. I mean, she's if there's any way on God's green earth she can shut Suncor down, she's working on it, right? How bad they pollute and this, that, and the other, and how awful they are for our community and whatnot. And she brought up they have four violations. You know, they're not meeting EPA requirements. They have four violations against themselves. So if you go to court and look at that, all everybody sees and all I read in that article was they had four violations against Suncor. Well, if you look up our CSA score, we have four violations against us. We just got three of them in one day up at the port in Fort Collins when we had that bulk driver come down there and he had two airlines rubbing together on a brake pod. He could have taken a pair of pliers or a crescent wrench and moved it off, but the officer still wrote that. We still got a violation. Is it a meaningless violation? To a degree, yes, it is. I mean, it was a violation, but that's my point. There was no danger from that violation. But you look us up, we have a violation. Suncor's violations, they're not polluting. They're not doing anything. It's like, you know, this valve is stuck on so it's always pulling the air out that's a violation it's broken right or whatever the case may be it's a violation so the problem is how things are portrayed how things are understood how they're perceived right it's your your perception of everything so yeah i mean the tinted windows i guess guess there's a perception right yeah i can hear him now in court the lawyer saying is it true that your the windows are tinted on your truck is it true that only five percent of the light gets through of i don't that re- window i don't recall <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you is believe it, that it inhibits your visibility yes you know is it true the state patrol showed up and wrote you a violation for illegal window tint on your vehicle mr well right well That's he, where said, they would he start. said it wasn't yeah. a violation <laughs> <laughs> but it is yeah. false. Right? not a citation false yeah. It is a violation. Not true. So then there's 12, <laughs> 12 jurors or right. 12 peers that are our jurors sit there and go, this company's in violation. Right. They had tinted windows on the truck. They had two airlines rubbing together. The driver wasn't wearing a seatbelt. This is a bad company. They're, they're bad. 
Yep. We should get them off the road. Unless yep. 11 of those jurors had tinted windows. Or were truck drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if three of them hated truck drivers or been right? cut off by a red truck before. Or Absolutely. Even a yeah. blue one. Doesn't yeah. matter. And Their maybe, mom was pushed down yeah. the highway by trucks following too close. Yep. Yeah. The other thing I noticed about Officer Greninger, as cool as he was, if you're... And violation, he's writing you a ticket. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Violation. Yeah. That's his job. Yeah. yeah, he was just like, well. I think they're they're definitely trained that way. I mean, there's yeah. no gray area. No. There's a violation or. Yeah, I like black and white. We but, should do that here more often. But he made it, I mean, pretty clear. He's right. not going to. He was giving you every benefit of the doubt. He used right. those words. I will give you. We're trained that way to right. give you yeah, every did, benefit of the doubt. I mean, yeah. he's not. he's not one of those guys that was looking. Yeah, he's not. He did to, like that story I said about Officer Donahue. Yeah, because yeah. Donahue was cool. He said, "Well, this, yeah. this looks like the loader just yeah, got well, you heavy on yeah, this absolutely. one load." Yeah, you just told the story, Dave. A hundred bucks or peel the tent. Right, yeah. peel the tent. That's oh, pretty cool to me. By the way, you yeah, gave me, you gave me an option. You bet. Yeah. By the way, if you do peel your window tent after this podcast, and there's residue left on your window, get that off. I was in a truck the other day. And the window tent's been peeled off, so thank you for doing that. But it was so sticky, the passenger window wouldn't go down. No, oh, yeah, that's just, And it looks, it looks like shit. It looks like there's like milk spread all over. Like it's just terrible. Uh, it's yeah, like, just FYI, you guys, that comes off so easy. Little goo, goo gone. No, Jam, spray it with our existing current window cleaner. <laughs> let it foam up and soak, and you can literally take a razor blade and it scrapes off as fast as you can scrape yeah. it. It becomes a pile of snot right right? so have a bunch of paper towels ready and then you can clean the window and it it takes every ounce of that glue off with with zero effort i mean it is you could you could strip a whole window in five minutes and clean it and be done yeah it looked like zero effort was put in there's a couple razor blade marks on on the driver's side and yeah yeah just well you can't scrape it without putting the window cleaner on it right if you yeah if you try and scrape it with this razor blade just dry you're like this sucks i'm gonna leave it yeah but wet it oh yeah that window cleaner let it soak for a few minutes until the foam starts to fade and then it scrapes right off i wonder what would happen if you did put gooby gone i wonder if it would just wipe off it 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 comes off it it comes off a little easier but it's still snot you'd still have to use a razor blade okay fine yeah i think you can wipe through it but it's still snotty yeah yeah Hey, I, I just want to go back. Let's let's talk about it again a little. The following too close, and and you guys jam sent out the the top ten offenders there, and they're all getting notifications. And when I took a look at it, you know, it, it doesn't seem that bad or that many times over your mileage that you you drive for the week or the month. How many times you got it, and then you think about how many hours. But when you looked at that. There was 80-some-odd drivers doing it okay, right? Or the correct way. Better. Perfect. Better. Perfect. So Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no alerts. So, yeah, so you're like, there's, there's 90% doing it better than these 10. And, and here, here's back to Rick's thing about we're, we're on these 10, but what about the, the 80 that are, is doing it fantastic. Yeah, we so, went out of the gate 10,000 times and we hit it once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all the guys that are doing it right, all the guys that aren't on this list, you know, thank you very much. But that just shows us that these 10 should easily be able to do it. Yeah, and one of your comments to me, Jim, was, you know, talking about the number two person on the list. 
Like, hey, before we had the Samsara cameras, wasn't this guy considered a good driver? <laughs> right. Well, absolutely, and he's still considered a good driver. Great that, teammate. That follows too close. Yes. You know, my comment back was like, yeah, he's a good driver, but 99 other people, literally 99 other drivers, are, are, better. are better at following distance than he is. Yeah. Can he get the job done better than some of those guys? Yes. Does he speed as much as those people? Maybe not. You know, has he had a backing accident? No. Has he a clean safety record? Yes. But 99 other people are better at following too close than him. Yeah. You yeah. And, you, and there you go. Thank you to the 99 people, you know. Right. And then, and then Dave, uh, uh, listening to you talk about uh, the sergeant writing that ticket or looking at that, you know, in a court of law for, for, for these 10 is, you know, if you it happened to have a rear end accident and, you know, the attorney would go, hey, uh, I see your company runs cameras, you know. Have you, right. uh, and they have a warning system. Have you ever been warned by your camera? Right. Uh, no. Um, you know what I'm, I'm saying? The guy, the driver or right. what, going to say no. Um, were you ever, were you ever contacted from your, from your safety committee at your, at your business about how you're, you're following too close? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they were. And yes, the camera told you and this, this is where we become better. This right. is where we, you protect yourselves, and we're protecting you. Right. And we're protecting everybody else out on the road. Whether you think it's a big deal or not, it's, it's huge. And here's a tool to make us better. Right. right. And I mean, your first two things on, on accidents, Jam, speed and space. Speed and space. Speed and space, right? Yep. So if, it, <laughs> if a state patrolman's sitting on the side of the highway and you go by following that car in front of you at 0.7 seconds... Would you rather have the camera tell you to back off? Or would you rather have that state patrolman stop you, give you a ticket for your tinted windows, and following too close? And your hose is rubbing on your deck plate. Would you rather have your safety coach send you a video and ask you to watch it and back off next time? Right, right. Yeah, I want want my safety coach, right? Yeah, Yeah, so don't give give the coaches a hard time. You know, myself, and I don't care if you give me a hard time, I'm going to give it back, but... You know, if JR, Scooby, or Pat call you or send you a video or sit you down, these guys are just doing their job. It's our responsibility now. If JFW has this information, to, to your point, if we have this information that you're following too close and we do nothing about it, yeah. and then you kill somebody, well, why didn't we do anything about it? And yeah, have you followed too close for 20 years? Potentially, right? It's not, it's not the odds, it's what's at stake. The odds are... You're paying attention, and you're not going to have an accident. That's What's at awesome. stake is is the four people's lives in that car in front of you. Yeah, and your and your freedom. And aren't you better following at a bigger distance than than a shorter one? I Man, mean, I isn't was dri- it just a better day. I was driving the other day, and I got into the flow of traffic, and you know, next thing I know, like I needed to change lanes, and I kind of took the space away from the car behind me now, you know, and it didn't feel good. You know, and that guy, he busted around me, and then I just kind of backed off and let the whole pack go. We're going to get into the Smith system, which addresses all this. I let the whole pack go, got my following distance, and it was like Cadillacking. The yep. weight's off my shoulders. I'm just cruising into work. No big deal. Yep. You know, I want to, I wanna, you mentioned, because I, I said the same thing to, I think, Scooby the other day. Um, when I, I spoke to Serge a little bit, and, uh, about doing their jobs, Jam. Their jobs, you know, 
aren't to fire anybody. Their job isn't to to go, I don't know, write you up. Their job is to communicate with you and make you better. They're they're telling you something that's going to make you better. It's not it's not beating you with a stick. It's not that you're not getting the the job done. It's this is a better way to do it. Yeah, to be two, safe. Two safer. things, Jim. Our creed number one rule: together we face and overcome all that stands before us. And further down, it says together we're accident free, right. right? And together we're the JFW family. So I mean, you wrap those three things together. This is all we're asking, right? We're not asking for you to go out and slam your hand in the door every load, right? <laughs> and we're just saying, hey, be a second and a half or two seconds or actually four behind a vehicle, not be one. And then when you get a call and we show you a video, number one, I actually ask, look at the video because I know a lot of that's going on. We're sending videos and people aren't looking at them. We can tell if they watched or not, though. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, it'll show. Yeah. Because yeah. that's... I that. I, I'm such a visual person, Jam. If someone were to call me and tell me, I'd be like, I wasn't following too close. Come on. And then look at the video and be like, oh, shit. I was following way too close. I need to be better about that. Yeah. I mean, you, you drove that point home months ago. Like, hey, here's a video. This was when we had Geotab and Surfsite. Here's a video of this guy doing that. You know, what should we do? Send him the video. Right. You know, we didn't need to sit down with him. We didn't need to yeah. meet with him. That's the other thing about Samsara is... You know, to a point, I mean, we got to make a couple of decisions here. So the guy has a following distance alert and we send him the video and he watches it and he doesn't get another one for a month. He learned. Right. You know, if we're sending you videos and you're watching them and you're not changing or you're getting worse, the videos mean nothing. Now we got to sit you down and bring you in for a safety committee meeting. <laughs> you know, we don't totally. want to do that stuff. We rather just communicate with you. Yep. Send you a video during the day. You're sitting eating lunch. You could watch the videos we got of you. You mark them reviewed. We know you acknowledge that you did it. Perfect. Yep. So, do you guys want to uh, add anything to the discussion before we move to questions from the audience? Did anybody have anything? Yeah, just for the guys that are doing right. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've said it two or three times, and and it just shows that it can be done. And and yeah, just you know, on that soapbox jam, but. There is no there is no reward for for not having tinted windows. No nobody's right. nobody's giving you anything. Right. There, there's not a participation award for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, you guys? I mean I'm not so oh my god, you your windows aren't tinted. Here's fifty bucks. Here's fifty bucks. Yeah, you're you're like, oh my god, you're fantastic. Your windows aren't tinted. Nobody's gonna do that, you guys. You know, oh you you're not following too close. Oh my God, that's amazing. Nobody's going to do that, right? We get compliment call-ins sometimes. But, but it's not, <laughs> I, I saw your truck, it didn't have tinted windows. Thank you so much, dispatch. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I, that's just my point to make it a little bit funny that yeah. doing it right is there's not a bunch of reward, you know? Yep, you just get to go home knowing you did it the right way. Yeah, yeah it's that personal re- satisfaction. Yeah. I, I the reward is inside. Yeah, I, I guess I, I no, I'm not ready to move, Jam. I guess on the on the, on the audience question. <laughs> Notice I have sit back in my seat. Right. <laughs> I I talked to Serge, and I, I don't know if Serge listens to the podcast. I haven't asked him. And when did you talk to him? I talked to him Two Tuesday, a couple days ago. Okay, after the steering committee meeting. After the steering committee, ten four and. Uh, 
had a conversation with him about wearing his PPE, and he was called out by another driver not wearing his PPE, and he's 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 an individual. We all want to be individuals, right? We want to have the tinted windows because that's I got dark windows on my truck. That makes me an individual. I want to have straight stacks. That makes me an individual. I want to I want to be able to drive a stick. F those automatics. That's that's my individuality, right? I want to have Flamed tinted windows. That's what made Scooby an individual. You know, bucking the system a little bit, I don't want to wear my PPE. I want to go out and just get my ticket signed and, and get back in my truck. And, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit about respect, and, and I could have acted that way. Dave could act that way. You could act that way, Jam, and, and Super Dave, you can act that way. But I told Serge, and, and I brought it up before, is as the boss's kid growing up, I had to do everything correct or I felt like I had to do everything correct because I never wanted to hear, oh, you're the boss's kid. You get away with that. You don't have to wear PPE. You can do this. You can do that. You know, back to, oh, you got all the money because you, you know, the, you know, your dad owns the company and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I told Serge, I said, I had this stigma that maybe it was in my own head, but I had to do it right. And people look at him also because he's been here so long. He is smooth. He's good. At, he's a good driver and all that stuff that he represents us. And and at this point, you can't be that renegade. That's not. That can't be your identification of not wearing PPE. And and that goes for everybody. That that can't be. When when we're in this truck or or being the JFW family. It's tough to have individualism when our culture has to be no tinted windows, wearing our PPE, having following distances, uh, you know, doing everything right. That's our culture. That that's a mass group. That individuality has to fall away. You know, if you want to wear purple tennis shoes inside your truck, well, I don't know about that if you got out at the plant, but anyway. Maybe that's okay. Put your slippers on, then put your shoes on, and drive your truck in your slippers. That's individuality. Okay. Right. So that's that's just shout out to Serge. He said he would he would try his best, and you know, shout out to the the driver that asked about him not wearing his PPE because we're it takes that village to to raise the family or be a good family, I guess. However, however that's to be said. So that's that's into my little thing there. <laughs> Questions from the audience. Johnny Beret asks, why don't we have reverse lights on our trailers for dumping or parking in the dark? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I guess to start with, kind of mechanically wise, there's never been a wire ran anywhere, like in your pigtails or anything. Well, you that, need an additional pigtail to make it happen. Jim. Yeah, uh, yeah, like when you put it in reverse, mm -hmm. there's not something that you know sends off the, the backup alarm. You didn't, there's not... So there's no wire or power to light that light when you put it in reverse. Um, could you put it on a switch? Again, like Dave would probably say, you'd need an another pigtail or like your tarp cord, or you'd need another wire in your, your seven-way cord to do that. Most of the wires are taken up with something. There used to be a like a spare line, like your black or brown wires that go along with your your red, your ground, your green, your yellow, and stuff like that, that you probably could have. But it's 
it's the difficulty of more wiring, more plugs, more switches, more maintenance bulbs. nightmare. Yeah, maintenance nightmare. All that rolls into one. You know, a, a, a trick here, you're talking about tinted windows. I don't know if everybody Roll down the windows. I throw the four ways on usually in the dark. Throw on your load lamps. You know, and I've, I've often, I'm Super Dave and Dave or Jam, you guys, I've also, with the automatics, it might be a little different. I've also stepped on the brakes just a tiny bit to bring the brake lights on and you still back up. Lots of little tricks to get around, give you a lot of lights. And, you know, again, when in doubt, stop, get out and look, you know. Um, I know the bulkers have loading lights on them, but that's a separate switch. Ran off the power line that you flip on when you're standing on the ground. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, they could be added just like the bulkers have right. in Jim. Yeah. Separate but switch. you have to have your marker lights on. You'd have to walk to the back of the trailer, flip the switch on, then park. You know, do what you need to do, then get out and flip the switch off. I mean, right. that way it's it's the least path of resistance or maintenance to do it that way. But that's also the the hardest way for a driver to use them or most effort i yeah, should say you if you're going mean? to get out you could just get out and turn uh, marker lights on the trucks next to you as well that right. doesn't help dumping off site or something right but parking at night or something like that it would so good answer yeah not sure i answered that johnny great, or we answered great question. yeah great question yeah. but i guess between the the mechanical difficulties and the maintenance of it, it it's not something we're going to do yeah yeah <laughs> i mean the bulk of our time is daylight yeah. Right. You know what I mean? The Good point. bulk of our time. Good point. Dennis Fiscara asks, why can't we have a call into the podcast as you're broadcasting live? So I guess I'll answer this one. One, are you asking us to broadcast live? Because we don't broadcast live. And then if we did, you could have a call. And there is a way we could hook up Podbean to my iPhone and stuff like that. But the way we're set up, there's really no reason for us to broadcast live. I mean, would it be cool to have Collins? It could be cool. We'd rather you focus on driving and doing what you got to do yeah. and, you know. Yeah, I'm so excited. Hey, Jam, first-time caller, long-time listener. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not following too close right now, and I have my windows down because they're tinted. <laughs> it's Jesse. I hang up on him. <laughs> Love you, Jesse. <laughs> And then another great question from Dennis as well. How many feet per second does a vehicle traveling at 65 miles per hour go? I ask this as it takes three quarters of a second to switch from your accelerator to your brake, right? Great question, right? So I looked that up at 65 miles an hour. You travel 95 feet in three quarters of a second. Wow. Maybe I did it at a second. It's almost 100 feet per second. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So just think about that. That's a third of a football field, right? Just to switch from your accelerator to your right. brake. Right. Okay. Yeah. When we get the following distance notifications of 0.7 or 0.8. I was just going right? to say that, Dave. That just gives you enough time to get your foot off of the throttle onto the brake before you have the collision. Yep. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then if you, if you, you know, like you're saying, the four seconds following distance, that's what I was thinking of. And here's, you know, three quarters of a second or 0.7 of seconds. So now you're down to three seconds. Three seconds is just nothing. You know, in, in anybody's, if you take those away that you need to be, so you're only you're only asking for three quarters or a, right. or a half a second more. <clears throat> and three quarters of a second is if you're really focused and paying attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. That you're not eating your sandwich, talking <clears throat> on the CB or... Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. And I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll bring it up only because I was out test driving a Stingray's truck, 0018, last week. Or this week, actually, I take it back. He was having some problems with his engine brake. And Mike and I were out in traffic, which was even more exasperating because we were bobtail, not loaded, no way to the trailer, no nothing. And I'm trying to work through the jakes between one, two, and three heads. During rush hour, it was, you know, not rush hour. It was that nine o'clock kind of hour where, you know, you'd hit these heavy pockets of traffic, you know. And I'm trying to run up to a a higher speed at a higher RPM. And, you know, honestly, I'm just not totally a hundred percent familiar with the trucks, (laughs) you know, and then his has the all digital dash and stuff. But what I'm leading up to is those were the first two trucks in our fleet that have accident mitigation on the front. Right. So if you're following too close, man, it'll yell at you. And I would, I, I mean, I'm purposely accelerating exceeding speed up to this vehicle that's in front of me so I can throw on the jakes and back back off, right? And not impair the people behind me. So I'm like, I, I probably looked like an idiot out there on yeah, the your road. Your safety Number. score plummeted. Oh, totally. There totally. goes well, JFW. Good news is Stingrays plummeted. Who has Dave? Yeah. yeah who's, exactly. who's list is exactly. David? We did so, get some pictures of you laughing. Yeah. Oh, I'm happened. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So my my point is those were the first two trucks in the fleet with accident mitigation. And that truck, in in talking with Stingray and Dustin, those trucks are going to notify you long before the camera notifies you right. that you're following too close. And you know, again, being unfamiliar with that vehicle, man, it throws the picture right up on the dash with the all digital da- dash. You know, so the new 008 is out here in the shop that we talked about. It has it. The other 13 or 14 trucks that are coming will have it. The Pete's will have it. So we're going to have what 30% of the fleet, 25% of the fleet will have that accident mitigation. And guess what? It makes us better. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's something, you know, when, when Jim and I, we, we did a trip with rush truck centers here, I guess it's pushing two years ago. It was, it was COVID. And, uh, on the trip with us was, uh, Tony Tedonio who owns mile high frozen foods. And I'm sure you guys have heard of them. They deliver all the food to McDonald's, right? Pretty big outfit. Red trucks. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Tony's Tony's no youngster. He's been doing this a while, right? I mean, he's a seasoned veteran. Cool guy. I mean, he was the bomb with his with his education, his mentality, their safety push. You know, they have all these stringent requirements that they have to meet with with McDonald's and stuff. And uh, you know, they tried some accident mitigation stuff two years ago, three years ago. And they were worried about whether the technology was there or not. And some of the trucks they put it on and they didn't do their whole fleet and whatnot. And anyway, make a long story short, they did like 10 of them for sake of argument. Right. And like half the drivers were complaining about it and they're coming to him and going, Tony, this is BS. You know, I'm not following too close. And it tells me I'm following too close. And pretty soon he starts looking it up. He didn't have the luxury of the cameras we have, right? And this was back in time a little bit. Let's face it, the technology wasn't there yet. And uh, he goes back in time and he looks it up and he's like, well, here's the video because he said they do have cameras. They just weren't instant like we have. And he goes, you are following at less than one second and that is too close. Do you know that's unsafe driving? And he he really, the way he explained it, how he had to educate that the the driver's that were kind of bucking the system, so to speak. 
He said it was an. He said it was top drivers, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he said it was an aha moment, you know. And once they recognized that, wow, I, I, wait a minute, I really am following too close. It helped. So you know, that's our goal. Is just again, we talk about being better all the time, being safer. You know, gosh, you know, hopefully the people that love working here, we can sustain a business by being accident free or not having an at fault accident. And we will continue to have a, a prosperous company and provide a prosperous living for everyone. Absolutely. By the way, I did look up one other stat. <clears throat> at eight, 80,000 pounds, it takes 520 feet to stop a truck at 65 miles an hour. Ah. So almost two football fields. Yeah. So at 55. There. I think I looked up 65. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two football, two football fields. fields. That's a long way. Seventy-five right? feet short, but that seventy-five feet. Remember, it takes you ninety-five feet to just switch from the accelerator to the brake. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And point, uh, point seven <coughs> seconds to let off the gas and grab the brake. Yeah. Anna asks, "What's their most funny stories?" I guess she's talking about you and uh, Jim there and Super Dave. What was one haul that went poorly, but was a learning experience? So, two-part question. <laughs> Man, you guys, I. I I've read that several times, and I I have so many things that pop in my head, and and uh, it makes me feel warm with my heart that I'm like I have so many funny stories that I I can't come up with which one I want to tell because it's <laughs> it's good. I mean, uh, one that pops in my head. I was sitting here thinking, and I, I don't know, maybe not a funny story or, or to you guys, but uh, when we when I first started driving, I don't maybe one two years in or something, we were on this dirt job and. One of the drivers, senior drivers we were with was was Rod, and he was a good driver, you guys. He was he was just a good guy. One of the best. One of the best. And uh, we were on this dirt job, and we were hauling road base, and uh, first time I've ever spread. And we we had frameless and frame trailers, I think, at the time. And and uh, the guy on the job site was like, "Hey, can you guys spread this?" And I was like, I, I don't, I'm not going to tip a trailer over. I'm not going to spread this. You know, I, I don't know what we're going to do, you know. And I was all nervous. And Rod looked right at him and said, yes, sir. He said, how thick do you want it? And the guy's like, oh, a couple inches, three inches or so thick. Rod's like, no problem. I'll take care of it. Rod got in his truck, drove over to the spot. The guy wanted him to start. And Rod goes, don't raise the trailer up, <laughs> dump the whole load, <laughs> let it back down, and, and drove off. <laughs> and I'm like, some bitch, that's how you spread a load <laughs> and never tip a trailer over it. I don't know. It was just something that popped in my head just now. Kind of funny that like he wasn't going to take the chance and, and you know, to start with customers pretty happy. Wasn't too happy after Rod dumped, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. yeah just, that's funny. Just good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably one of mine. And there's, you know, like Jim said over the years, we could write a book. We could probably write several books, but uh, one of the funniest ones we were delivering to a pipeline and uh, <laughs> everybody showed up there. Well, I say everybody. There was like five trucks running the pipeline. Four trucks showed up there at the end of the day, and the operator was in a hurry to sign tickets. Those four guys dumped, ran over, got their ticket signed because the operator wanted to leave. And the fifth truck, he comes kind of wandering in, running late behind. They're like, oh, you got you to gotta get your ticket signed. This guy wants to go home before you dump. You know, get your ticket signed before you dump it. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing and you're not even done with the story, Dave. Right? Go ahead, man. You, you know Dirty Dan, right? Oh, I do. So I do. anyway, uh, 
Yeah. So this driver, he's like, oh, I better get my ticket signed, you know. And those other four guys, they're grabbing gears, man. They're out of the road, right? He's, they're gone. Leave this dude in the dust. And, you know, he's like, oh, I got to get my ticket signed. He goes up to the operator and gets his ticket signed. And he was so excited because it was the end of the day. He, you know, finished up what he was doing and brought it to the yard, right? Well, the next morning, he does his stuff, checks his truck all out, right? Hops in it and leaves. And he's halfway up to Fry's. And, he calls the shop and he's like, hey, shop, the, the truck's not running right, you know, and I think I got a bad fuel filter. I think it's plugged or whatever. And the shop kind of goes over a few things with him and we can't figure it out and we're afraid to load him. So it's like, you know what, if it's if you can't pull the hill empty, you know, you better bring it to the yard. And driver gets back to the yard and the mechanics kind of check it out. Like, well, we just changed the fuel filter like two weeks ago on service. Nobody else is having problems. So We'll, we'll get in it and take it for a drive. And the mechanic got in it. And he Which let, was a driver. Ted was a yeah, driver yeah, also. Yeah, Ted was a driver, right? Yep. Anyway, Ted gets in it. He no sooner lets the clutch out. He looks at the driver and he goes, are you loaded? And the driver goes, oh, wow. I think I am. <laughs> wow. He was in such a hurry to get his ticket signed the night uh. before. And catch those guys. He forgot to dump the load. He forgot, forgot to, dump, to the load. dump the load. <laughs> wow. And didn't even know he was loaded halfway to fries yeah. until he couldn't pull the hill. And still never knew he was loaded. Brought it all the way back to the yard. That's mechanic funny. look at it like, well, dude, you're 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 still loaded. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. There were a yeah. few more choice words back in right. the day that Ted had to offer. Sure. That's funny. Imagine pulling under the bins and either Oh my god. Know, the the loader operator saying Hey, you're already loaded. And yeah. You're being like, what the yeah. heck? What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Right. Or just loading on top of it. Right. I know. Yeah. I think there was some more to the story because he had to take it to the job site, back to the job site right. the next morning jam. And they were yeah. like, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. We got plenty of material. And, oh, this is your load from last night. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Yep. Yeah. Soup, you got one? Yeah. I probably got a hundred. Right. Yeah. <laughs> This one sticks out in my mind. I, I tell it a lot. I've probably told it um, several times to even people that have worked here. But years ago, we were delivering some red infield mix to Pagosa Springs, which is out by Durango on the other side of Wolf Creek Pass. Downtown Pagosa Springs. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful run. It was a beautiful summer day. And so it was myself and Rock and Ron, Captain Ron, Pup, and then a new guy that I can't remember. I can't even remember who it was. But... Anyway, we got an early start, got over there. We were dumping out pretty early in Pagosa Springs. It's got to be a five-hour drive. But we were coming back, um, coming up, pulling Wolf Creek Pass, and uh, a bed bugger had rolled his truck over, like a Beacons van line from New Jersey. And the passenger was two guys because they, you know, they have unloading duties and whatnot. The passenger jumped out of the truck. Because his words were, I wasn't going to go over that cliff. I'm not going to go over with that truck. That truck was going over the cliff. <laughs> and his leg was all marred up. He had shorts on, and it was it was bloody, you know. And so we got out, and we ran over. We were the first people on the scene wow. outside of a lady and her daughter pulling their horse trailer. They were going to Alamosa for, uh, like, a barrel racing competition. And... Uh, so anyway, the guys were all right, and we're, you know, we're like, well, we're going to be here a while, because he had the whole road covered. It was like he, he went cockeyed across the road trying to, like, correct and then tip the whole truck and trailer over, right? Wow. So we were there for, God, I want to say the better part of four hours, and there, it was great fun watching the wrecker. One dude and one wrecker 
righted the whole thing. Wow. He, he, he knew exactly what he was doing. Obviously, it wasn't his first rodeo, but uh, the gal and her daughter were beautiful ladies. And uh, they decided we were there for so long, they got their horses out. And they were grazing on the green grass on the side of the road. And we got to talking and petting their horses. And we were there for hours with them, right? And uh, so anyway, the truck got picked up. They opened the road and off they went. And Rock and Ron was first in line. And uh, he started hauling ass. And I'm like, what are you doing, Ron? He goes, well, I'm chasing those two girls. And we got over the pass and all the way down through um dang uh what's the name of that town before we get to center it's a long straightaway and they got they blew a tire on their trailer and he's like they just blew a tire they're pulling over what do you want to do and i get on the radio i'm like well ron we just spent four hours with these people we better pull over and help them fix their tire it's two ladies right so uh five jfw trucks pulled over to help these two gals change a tire <laughs> and, and it had nothing to do with the tire did it Dave? oh yeah no, or the, or the horses know, we wanted to help right but, but it was funny we had that tire changed in like five minutes we were all there and, and they Which were one of you guys took a lug nut off <laughs> they uh they were thankful and very appreciative and man i'm telling you what we got that tire changed and they were gone we never saw them oh. again yeah. yeah, they took off and they headed to Alamosa and we took a left at center and headed back towards Colorado. But that's it's quite a day. For anybody that watches those that Yellowstone television series, those barrel racers are crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess for me every day is just a laugh or two or ten. We yeah. we have fun. Yeah. I mean we make fun of ourselves a lot, make fun of each other a lot. We might make fun of you a little bit, <laughs> you know, but we only have, if they're okay with it. Yeah. And behind their back. Right. <laughs> it's just a lot of good times every day. I mean, typically we don't, I can't say we don't laugh every day at JFW. Yeah. We yeah. laugh every single day. It's, yeah. it seems surreal to me too, Jim, because my wife, you know, she came from the same background, grew up in a family business. It was her dream. And, uh, she worked at Owens brothers for, Let's see if they sold in 04, graduated in the, I don't know, about 15 years before their family business sold. And now she works for the federal government. And she literally, it's, it's, it's almost piece by piece killing her. Right. She, she doesn't have the laughter. You know, she listens to the podcast now and then. And she hears the stories I talk about. And, you know, she hears this and she hears that. And she's just like, I wish I could have fun at work. You know, I wish I could do that at work. I wish I could, you know, had people that I enjoyed, enjoyed being with me. Sure. You know, and it just, man, it is a different dynamic. So that culture, you know, the, the governmental culture versus, mm. you know, what we're trying to foster here, like, why can't you work and have fun? Right. You know, like I, I want to use Randy's words, you know, <laughs> and Randy, hopefully you'll, you'll be back pretty soon. I know you started this week helping out in the afternoons on the radio and, and with some dispatch stuff, but in your words, buddy, I mean, her work, that's bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So many government jobs seem that way. You yeah. Know, you talk to a post office dude. They hate it. Or, yeah. Motor vehicle. Go yeah. to motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. Motor vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And you know what sucks is she's almost picked up the same thing. And I've, I'm hearing it time and time again. We just went to a retirement party uh, Friday for, for some friends of ours. And, uh, you know, she's like, I got nine and a half years left. 
We got nine and a half years left. I mean, it's like a countdown before she can get her retirement, you right. know, or, or eligible. Before Otherwise, she, she loses it before she's in the KMA club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just it's kind of a bummer. So I'm I'm happy for for us. Yeah. You know, and I hope people realize that that hey, they can come to work and have fun. I mean, look at the last we have on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've had to edit out us laughing so hard we're crying. <laughs> you know. So. Good morning, Jose. Good morning. Yeah. yeah. Just, what the? F- yeah. <laughs> that was a class. Oh wait a minute! You didn't edit that one, did you? No. <laughs> yeah. Jose I, thanked me after that. He, I did. Had, he did. I had yeah. somebody come up and go, "Good morning, Jose." And I was like, "Oh, good morning, Jose." I'm like, "Oh man, glad you're listening." Uh, that yeah, that, funny. that that funny story. I don't know though. Not to take up the time of the podcast, but remember when we were all up at because Russ is here, Russ Murphy, and I know he'll remember this. But we were all up at Bluestone, and you know the group of us. What was there? Twelve trucks or something like that. <laughs> Dude, you can't tell that story. No, I'm not going to tell the doc. One. Oh, okay. No, right. <laughs> like, yeah, whoa, no, Family Channel, yeah, big we fella. Can't, we can't tell that one. That was somebody could ask me about it though. Now that's I'll, some funny shit. Yeah, that is some funny shit. But. So the you know the group of us or five or six of us whoever's there and I don't know if Super Dave you were in the line with us but you know you you had to we all watched each other back in and you always backed in beside each other and the loader would just come across and load across the face of the pile it wasn't one big pile so you know you had to make sure you were backed in and you stopped mirror to mirror just like we park out here mm-hmm. basically yeah yeah they don't load and like that anymore no they anywhere. don't yeah. yeah it's not a face of a pile is it Dave uh-uh. you're in the loader working it and he'd just load the guy and you'd move then load the next truck and you'd move and load the next truck and move you know and we all got backed in there and, and Doogie still a good friend of ours uh, Jim Smith he backed in and and Russ Murphy's sitting right beside him and <laughs> and Doogie backs in besides Russ and and you know we'd all usually crack our windows so we could talk to each other in a big line there you know and Doogie's like waving in the cab at Russ, like, roll your window down. He's pointing, roll your window down, roll your window down. Russ's like, what? You know, and rolls his window down, and Doogie grabs his, his air blower, cracks off a big old fart, a, and then rips a big old fart. You can fart. hear it in the next truck. You know, well, I think he over. keyed it up on the CB. <laughs> it was such yeah, a big he fart. He did. Well, yeah, you're right. With one hand, he farts in the mic, takes the blower, and blows the fart <laughs> into in, Russ's in, cab. In Russ's cab. I mean, that was just, yeah, fun stuff, Jim. You can't. I bet Russ is going to be shaking his head when he hears this. I'm like, God, I hate that guy. (laughs) Just like, you can't make this shit up. (laughs) You can't. No. Uh, Funny stuff. Dustin asked, uh, are all the cameras in, including the pickups? Yep, Dustin, all 103 cameras have been installed. Nice. Yeah. the, The shop just killed it. We talked about that before, but little John, I mean, he probably did the most of them. John Denava, if I'm saying that right, but yeah, I mean they just took care of it. That, we, we, yeah, we I got to give a shout out to the night crew and the oh, yeah. and the wash bay. I mean those guys are just unsung freaking heroes. You yep. know they just they're such warriors. They're such seasoned veterans. I mean we truly take them for granted of what ability they have and what they get done, Jim. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, it feels good to tell people, like, hey, if you write something up, it's going to be fixed in the morning, and that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh, I tell you something. what, a brand-new guy, Gilbert, was in with a check engine light this morning. He goes, man, I've never worked anywhere where they fixed your truck so fast. Yeah. Every time I've written my truck up, yeah. they've had it fixed the next day. Yeah. Wow. I said, well, you know, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> but yeah. uh, It's the goal. Yeah, right, it is, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you have to keep in mind too. We can't fix a liner overnight. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. We. Yeah. And there are some things that are we think we fixed, and we need to continue to work on because right. they thought they fixed it, but it didn't right. fix it. Yeah. There's the problem yeah. situations, but for the most part, stuff gets done. Yeah. So agreed. By the way, Don Keller just texted me episode thirty. Excellent. Oh, nice. Three exclamation points. So. See, we are live. Right? We are live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dennis, you just need to text us every Wednesday morning while we're recording. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and you'll be live. I, I was going to just wanted to add on to that, Dave. Um, when we have a special project like the cameras and like Mikey in the shop getting all our used trailers ready and the used trucks and like the new truck out here and... You know, this truck's not going to be bad. It's here in this month and next month. But you have 13 of them hit in, in, in July there. And we take on projects as a group so well. You know, Jam, you taking on learning about Samsara and, you know, getting all the guys set up and the, and the shop doing that and, and dispatch embracing it. We, we do so well as a group. And I guess just a little caveat to this, you know, the tinted windows and the following too close, shouldn't we take that on as a group? That's our next. That's our next project. That's our. That's our next hurdle. You know, it's I'm, like getting the cameras in. I'm game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, moving on to. By the way, just rewinding to the cameras and doing things well as a group. When when we got the cameras in, I asked Mikey. I was like, okay, well, how long is this going to take to get the cameras in? He's like, thirty days. I'm thinking in my head, bullshit. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. And. Man, it was like the first night I think, well, one was done just to try it. Then the second night I think maybe two or three were done. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. And then next thing I know, like six are installed, five are installed, seven, four. Like it was just like, you saw how quick the emails were coming out. Oh, right, Jim. Yeah, you were sending an email every couple of days like, the next 13 trucks are done. The next 11 trucks are done. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it was great. So, yeah. All right, moving on to the safety topics of the week. First thing on the list, summer traffic. This was from JR, actually, so thanks, JR. Summer traffic, more volume, more risk, right? There's going to be a lot more cars out there this Memorial Day weekend, whether you're in a JFW truck, which shouldn't be because we're closed, but, you know, Friday. Friday is going to be oh it's gonna be busy, you know. It's going to start tomorrow afternoon, Jim. Yeah, Thursday yes. afternoon it, it will start. Yep. Keep that it. Friday is going to be upside down crazy. Yep. yep. The uptick yep. of motorhomes, trailers, yep. fifth wheels, motorcycles. Yep. Stuff that hasn't ran all winter either. Yeah. Low yep. tires, flat tires, yep. you know, brakes, hookups. Yeah. Yep. So yep. just uh, keep your head on a swivel. Increase your following distance. Be courteous. Yep. Give yourself some space. Yeah, so. for sure. Good. Good. You know, it tips. almost seems like the summer traffic is angry. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're going uh, up. People yeah. are. I don't know. They're again. It's all about me. <laughs> I don't care about you. And and there's so many more cars. They're going so much faster. Um, <clears throat> and then construction, not only in the canyon, but everywhere. Urr. I know. Get out of my way. Yeah. It's I want to go. I want to go camping, but wife didn't get the marshmallows. Both the kids. I got to stop. <laughs> we got to get pee. Got to go pee now. We got to get That's McDonald's, right. and I don't have any firewood. And there's fire. You know, you can't have a fire. And yeah, you're already angry yeah. before you left. Yeah, eh? yeah. I'm, I'm in a. I'm in a rush to go relax. Right. <laughs> I got to get there. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what RV stands for ruined vacation <laughs> oh man i love that i love that i know jr's going camping this weekend he's not pulling an rv but have fun buddy should be good yeah that's a that's a funny movie the one with robin williams yeah rv right that's uh, a good one 
Next on the list is Canyon Construction and Blind Corners. <clears throat> we sent out a notice the other day that Canyon's going to be down one lane for the next two weeks. I got a lot of feedback from a few drivers saying it's been like that all year, right? But Samsara's caught a few near misses where, oh boy, you know, you're doing your 40, 40 miles an hour around a blind curve and traffic is stopped because it's going to one lane. You got to slam those brakes on and take the other lane a little bit because you're worried about hitting a car in front of you. This has happened twice in the last two or three weeks. So yeah. to me, that's a, that's a matter of time. If you're not slowing down around those blind corners right now, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. It it makes me wonder, Jam, how far is that backup? And have we driven past the construction ahead signs? You know, where we right. need to be slowed up just a little bit or a little more aware or right. whatnot when you don't have that vision, you know, of yeah. four or six seconds. Yeah, those, those, those turns in the canyon are tight. Yeah, you yeah. could do 40 miles an hour empty yeah. or even loaded, but you can't really see or stop in time. Yeah, I, no. and I'm making the assumption that the two videos we have, that those were 45 mile an hour areas. I'm making that assumption or 40s. Yeah. Right. Are they 40s? There's nothing over 40 in the canyon. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what I'll do is... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know the video yesterday that we saw was we were going 43, mm-hmm. and then the video a week ago or a week and a half ago, we were going 43 or 44 mm-hmm. as well, so... Maybe that little extra speed, maybe we need to tick it down just a tiki notch or two, you know, yeah. and that would help around those cor- corners. Yeah, maybe what I'll do is uh, I'll see if I could just download the outward facing or I'll blur their faces on the inward facing and post those up. Yeah, yeah. it would be good. It would be good. good. Yeah. It's, it's good benefit for everyone to have yeah, that information. Le- yeah. Learning tool. Yep. Next on the list is a Smith system, and uh, we've talked about it. I've been through some Smith system training. Anybody that has been through the Smith System training brags about it. Nobody's ever said, yeah, I took Smith System training and it sucked. I didn't learn anything. It really teaches you how to drive. I have passed this along to my wife and my family. They're better drivers because of it. And we're going to actually go through the five Smith keys per uh, Jesus Varela's request. He's been through it and he's like, hey, you guys talk about the Smith System, but you never say what it is. So the five keys of the Smith System is... Aim high in steering, get the big picture, keep your eyes moving, leave yourself an out, and make sure they see you. And a good uh, little saying for that to remember is, all good kids like milk, right? That's why you can remember those. We're going to dive into each one of the keys a little bit. The first one, <clears throat> it could prevent exactly what we're talking about. Following too close, a rear end accident around a blind corner. Aim high in steering. I don't know if you know guys know this, but... If you think about a falcon, their eyes are designed to go at speeds where they're diving to catch their prey. Right. Right? Uh, a, a gazelle, their eyes are designed where they can run at top speed. Right? If you think about humans, our eyes are designed for walking. Right? And maybe running it. How fast can a person run? I don't know. 65 miles an hour. Not 65 (laughs) miles an hour, right? Most of them faster than me. How's that, Jim? (laughs) I'll race you after this. And I'm not fast either. The average person has not adjusted visually or mentally to the higher speeds of motor vehicles. You want to look ahead where you will be at least 15 seconds in the future. That's also known as the eye lead time. A 15-second eye lead time provides advanced warning and gives you an additional margin of safety. 
use improved eye lead time for more efficient and economical driving. The other thing I'll say about aim high and steering is you keep your head up, you're aiming high. If you're looking at your phone down at your lap, you can't see what's ahead of you. Right. If you're looking up, like I could look at these lights and see the floor, right, in this room right now. But if I look in the floor, I can't see the lights. That's just how your vision works. So aim high and steering. Second key, get the big picture. When scanning ahead, do not forget the sides and the rear. Consistently update your information. You should check at least one of your mirrors every five to eight seconds. Do not focus attention on insignificant objects. So if you're driving down the road and you see a cool-looking tree and you're just staring at that, that's not good. You're not getting a big picture at all. Right. You've lost your situational awareness. Look at that tree. Yeah. Or at the car next to you, in case there's something to look at. Right? <laughs> Seat covers. Exactly. Stay alert to the relevant information that can assist you in making well-informed decisions. Eliminate visual barriers by establishing proper following distance. Stay far enough behind other vehicles to obtain the visibility necessary to make your own decisions. Okay? If you guys want to add anything on any of these, just stop me. Number three, keep your eyes moving. Focusing on any object for too long diminishes your peripheral vision. Scan all intersections before you're entering them. And that's a big one. This is something I've been talking about with my wife lately. Just watching Thomas Morgan on Monaco and 56. Absolutely. Where he stopped and that whatever car was, it was like 55 miles an hour. Like, right. Thomas saved that person's life. But how many times, like, and over by my house too, like 92nd and Sheridan, man, when there's an accident there, it's bad. Yeah. And it's from somebody. Yeah, after that life. incident with Thomas, I brought that up to my son. Yeah, Like, great. hey, you need to be, great you need to look at this stuff. Keep your eyes moving every two seconds. Eye activity stimulates the brain. An active mind is better able to resist the effects of fatigue. Avoid distractions in your vehicle and your thinking. Recognize and avoid drivers who seem distracted. Wow. Avoid distractions in your vehicle and your thinking. I get distracted by my thinking all the time. Right. I've never heard of that. Well, maybe I didn't. I forgot because I've been through this training. I, I really like that. Who is this guy, Smith? <laughs> Jim Smith? Number four, leave yourself an out. Smart guy. Thank you. Oh, you're talking about Smith? <laughs> the safest position in the safest position in traffic is with a few or no vehicles around you. That's that space cushion. When possible, surround your vehicles with space. Choose a proper lane and adjust speed accordingly to maintain your space cushion. If you lose part of your cushion, work to keep it at least the front and one side open. Avoid tailgaters. When one is present, the collision potential is high. Right? So that's space cushion driving. We've talked about this. Vehicles, they like to travel in packs. And that's a lesson that Jesse talked about while he was on the podcast. You'll just see a group of cars traveling together in front of you. Let them go. You don't want to be in the middle of all that. And if you look in your rearview mirror or your side view mirror, you're probably going to see a pack of cars behind you. The thing is, is a pack of cars behind you they want to catch that group of pack cars ahead of you. So once they come up around you, give give more space and get that space cushion back. Usually that person at the back of the pack behind you wants to catch the group of the pack in front of you. Yes. So they make some bad moves in that process, oh, yeah. but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And number five, key number five, make sure they see you. Detect the presence of potential danger early. Send your warning signals as soon as you think they will be recognized, not too soon or too late. 
seek eye contact by using the warning devices on your vehicle. That's called a friendly honk, right? Not a not a air horn honk, but maybe a city horn. Uh, do not take eye contact for granted. Be sure your warnings are heated. Eye contact is valuable, but it's not a guarantee against the unexpected. So use the signals, use your horn, make eye contact, and just make sure they see you. Those are the five Smith keys of Smith system driving. Yeah, not, <clears throat> I just I don't want to make light of what you just said, Jim, but I'm thinking of, oh, I, I just lay on the horn. I flash my lights erratically, and if none of that works, I use the bonus lane, <laughs> right. you know, and get around the group, and I, I just all that stuff's in my head, and it's not, it's not funny, you know what I mean? Right. It's not, it's not what we should be doing. And then I, I think a dad teaching me to drive, and he's a, <laughs> don't laugh, Dave. Uh, he's a phenomenal driver, but that this is the stuff he harped on. Really, is what's the car? What's the color of the car? Three cars back. What's the guy doing in front of you? Right. You know. He taught us that stuff in a different aspect. Sure. Because his was to make time, and he knew who was coming up on you, what that space was in front of you, all that kind of stuff. And also from driving a race car, and his years driving a race car, you had to be aware of what everybody else was doing. If you were going to pass that guy, get around him. And then you could also take it back to running the equipment. He wasn't the, the most efficient way to move dirt is the less movements you make. Sure. So the closest he could make the pile, the closest path he could uh, do, you know, straight to where the bank he was cutting, however it was, was all the surroundings, looking uh, high. You know, it, it it translates into anything you do almost. We call that the white system training. Yep. Right? Yeah. We we call that W-O-T. Yeah. Wide open throttle. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Dad, can you go test that, drive that? That's not working right. Ah, it's broke, son. That's what you'd get because he'd go break it. Yeah. You know? Oh, gotcha. Yep. Uh, Soup, hit us with the high road hauling. All right. Well, we're going to shift gears a little bit from a safety system. Slap the dash and mash the gas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk today about motivation, okay? Achieving your goals, both large and small, takes hard work, dedication, and most of all, the motivation to stick with them. Even when things get tough, Motivation can be elusive at times, but there is actually a science to it. You can train yourself to motivate more effectively. Motivation is the driving force behind any successful dream, and it is also one of the hardest skills to master. We live in a society that emphasizes setting goals, but isn't too great at finishing them. Start by setting realistic goals. You may have heard heard this before, but setting smart goals can help organize how you approach different achievements. You can use SMART goals not only for long-term goals, but for smaller ones as well. If you need to, use a goal-setting worksheet to help plan your process. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time-Based. Motivation comes from within, so when you lose some of that valuable self-motivating mojo, try some of these ideas to find yours. Understand your why. Sometimes it's not so much what or how that matters, but your why, the purpose behind what you're doing. Create a clear vision and produce a plan. That would be the S in SMART, which is specific. Um, Look for the bigger picture. How How does this relate to not only yourself, but others as well? 
keep it positive. Positive thoughts lead to positive actions. And break goals into manageable tasks. That's the M and the A in smart, smart, measurable and achievable. Tackle procrastination head on. Don't make excuses or waste time. The best way to begin something is just to start. And boy, that is the truth too. Just get started. That's the toughest step. It is, isn't it? Yeah, the first one. Yep. Um, next, seize the power of deadlines. That's the T, time-based and smart. Um, the next one, stop multitasking. And I should tell this to my wife. Don't divide your attention, but give your full attention to the task at hand. Stay in the zone. You're the best and most productive self when you are in the zone. And that's like not multitasking, right? Right. Right. And then the last one, visualize yourself succeeding. This is a powerful technique that you can uh, help you focus to stay motivated and achieve your goals by creating a mental picture of yourself successfully completing the job. So understand motivation is important in many areas of life, from parenting to the workplace to personal achievement. Remember your why and set out to create realistic goals and take them one step at a time and you can reap the rewards of your success. And then uh, the quote today is a good one uh, by Zig Ziglar, who is, um, I believe he's dead, but he was a a big time motivational speaker and uh, you could uh, read his books. He wrote many, many books as well. But uh, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing, and that's why we recommend you do it daily. <laughs> that's good. There's the smallest truths and stuff, isn't there? Yep. <laughs> Final thoughts, guys. Yeah, hearts, mine, my hearts, or all of our hearts, I know, go out to the people, the families in Texas that lost the, the kids. That's that's heartbreaking. Got to throw that out there again. And, and uh, I guess I usually try to come up with a quote or – or say something, and I just keep dwelling on, on talking about the positivity that that we have here. You know, we we bring in the materials to pour thousands of yards daily. We put thousands of miles on the trucks. We we wash you know a hundred trucks. We mechanic on a hundred trucks. We dispatch a hundred trucks. We have a hundred different personalities. We're we're a better company every day. We're, we're close-knit. We have programs that, that try to build family and community and culture. And, and I guess I, I want to end it today with, with thank you, you guys, and, and maybe the feedback I've gotten or the time I think about it that we don't say a, a, enough thank yous or we don't appreciate or maybe we, you know, I said earlier in the podcast that we don't, we, you're not going to get an award for a tinted window. And, you know, we're not going to get an award for, for bringing material to pour a thousand yards today. You know, we're not going to get. Well, we're uh, going to thank you for it. Yeah, we're going to thank you. But there's no award, Dave, yeah. right? It's, it's our yeah. job. And, uh, you know, for mechanics getting the trucks out and the wash bay keeping them clean and dispatch ditch it, di- dispatching them and. You know, payroll kicking the picket, the the payroll out, and you know all the things we take for granted that we just do, and we do them so well, you guys, that that it's not a problem. So, thank you guys, appreciate it, man. It's it's it's, it's wonderful to be part of something this big, and I, I know we've joked that it's 
you know, we look like the duck on the water. It's all smooth, and we're we're paddling like a son of a gun underneath. But we even make that look good. So thanks, guys. Time for yeah, that was a good one, Jim. I like it. <clears throat> I want to throw out there happy Memorial Day this weekend to everyone coming up. Uh, thank all of the vets that we have that work here and throughout the nation that have served and protected our families and you know kept our freedoms free and you know if that wasn't for the loss of life we wouldn't have that ability i wish uh more people took didn't take that for granted you know and and to touch upon that shooting it there in uvalde texas that you know i wish there were things in place that didn't allow that to happen so yeah shouldn't we be able to protect our children right right so anyway happy memorial day everybody uh Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the time off. You know, we got a busy summer ahead, and, and we're going to be pounding the pavement. Soup. Thanks, Yeah, I, uh, I was going to say something else, but I'd, <laughs> I'm going to play off of Dave. Hey, everybody, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy yourself and be careful. Yeah, be and, careful. Uh, you know, let's uh, enjoy ourselves. Nice. Yep, it's a good break. <clears throat> so a question I used to like uh, to ask in the interviews is, what's the last thing you fell that? And we get a lot of different responses. Some people would be like, I've never failed at anything. And right there, it tells me like, okay, you're either full of it or you're not our guy. Because, right. you know, I failed three times earlier. Just go ask Jim and Dave. They'll tell you. Right? <laughs> I'm making a list. <laughs> or, or a guy would be like, well, how much time you got? I could tell you about all my failures, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I saw this cool quote by Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek is uh, just a very optimistic person and uh, an author and... He's a guest on a podcast that I like very much called Entree Leadership. Yeah, he's got a good TED Talk, too. I bet he does. I bet anything he says is great. So anyway, a little bit different perspective on failure. Uh, He says there's a difference between losing and failing. Losing reflects the score. Failing reflects her attitude. So Ah. I dig dig that. Yeah. Great job, everybody. Uh, Have a happy uh, Memorial Day, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Be safe.